Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right. Hello, hello, everyone. Important episode here today where we talk about ions. Ions do not get enough attention in today's world. And actually, they haven't gotten much attention ever. This is a very obscure topic. A lot of people talk about EMF and frequencies. And of course, I spend most of my time talking about nutrition and food and nutrients. But I try and bring ions up. And I get a lot of blank stares. A lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. It's a whole can of worms that really deserves a good deep dive here. Now, this episode is recorded with my friend Luke and myself, and neither of us are experts on the subject. I like to read a lot of books, but I have a hard time finding books on this subject. So we're pretty basic with it, but there still is a lot to say and a lot to explore. And I'm considering this a part one episode because I have actually invited someone, a doctor who I know, who knows a lot more about this. And he actually used to be in the business of building ionizers and water systems and stuff like that. So I've invited him to come and do an episode as well. But that will be much more technical. So this is your introduction here. And before we get started, just want to mention that you can find everything that I do, all the books that I've written, all the free versions of my books, the audiobook version and videos, hundreds of book reviews, most of them are about health, and you can find an archive of these podcasts and some other stuff. I'm slowly building up the archives in my very little spare time, especially the things that have been getting taken down more and more rapidly on YouTube and other platforms. All of that's going on the archive. You can find all of this stuff, everything that I do, all of our social media accounts, my contact information, everything on notusbooks.org. And if you listen to this podcast on the archive version, where you can also download it for free, by the way, that's part of the reason I want you to go there. This podcast was deleted before, 
it may get deleted again. I'm expecting that to happen because big tech and government and all this stuff, they don't want you to have health information. I think that's what it appears. I know it sounds like a conspiracy, but it is what it is. You can talk about all kinds of things on the internet, but you start talking about vitamins and minerals and other health stuff, you can watch what happens on social media. It's an uphill battle, to put it mildly. So you can download these episodes on the archive in case they ever disappear. And if you listen on the archive version, there's a special treat for you at the very end. Now, if you do want a health protocol for yourself, because that's really what I do, my team and myself, when people come to us on Instagram and email and so on, they want recommendations for themselves, we give them a questionnaire, and you fill it out, and we give you our best advice to follow. That includes food, supplement recommendations, which we do get paid on if you buy the supplements, that's how we make our living, and anything else that's relevant to you that shows up in your questionnaire. You can reach out to us on Instagram or email. You can find that information in the description of this podcast or on my website, notusbooks.org. And one more thing before we get started. This is something I should have been talking about much more loudly for a very long time. And that is dental fillings and root canals. People have asked me about my opinion on this. Is it as bad as they say? What do I do about it? And for a long time, I didn't give a real answer. So here it is. From everything that I can tell from books, research, and professional dentists and doctors, and other people in the healing business, yes, root canals are either the most toxic thing that you can possibly have going on in your body or close to that. Dental fillings, all of them that are metal, all of them contain mercury. I did a mercury filling episode on here already. I will do a root canal episode in the near future. They're both extremely toxic. And dentists in America, Canada, UK, Australia, EU, etc. Most of them either don't know about this problem or they're scared to talk about it. I know some people in the dental world who are genuinely scared to talk about this even on the phone. This problem in dentistry is very similar to what we see in regular medicine as well, where we've now had a hundred years or more of doctors and dentists being trained using toxic methodologies. They're not taught the natural ways to prevent disease or prevent tooth decay, prevent cavities, prevent root canals or avoid them. They're not taught any of this. They're taught to use totally toxic materials. They're not taught that primitive people basically had perfect teeth if they ate their natural diet. Just did a great deep dive episode on nutrition and physical degeneration. If you haven't listened to that episode, I definitely recommend it. Because that goes deep into this health and dental topic. A lot of people are concerned about more minor things. You know, plastic particles in their food and other chemical residues and stuff. And I'm not saying that those are good, but I'm saying that those pale in comparison to the toxicity of dental fillings and root canals. And of course, pale in the importance of nutritional deficiencies and processed foods and all that stuff. There's big things that affect our health. And this toxic dental work is among those big, huge things. So that's the first question. Is it as bad as they say? Yes, it's in fact probably worse than you've heard. Secondly, what do you do about it? Well, I don't have any dentists in Canada, America, Australia, UK, EU to recommend to you. 
in the modern world, in quotes there. I don't know anyone who's competent and legally allowed to do this. I'm sure they're out there. I just don't know them to recommend them. What I do know is that even if you find someone in America, Canada, etc., they are going to be way more expensive than you can get down in Mexico. Mexico has become famous for medical tourism and dental tourism, meaning people travel there just to get their dental work done or to get alternative cancer treatments and all this stuff because they're legally allowed to do it there. They don't have this crazy bureaucracy stopping them from doing it. And since they don't have these massive government overseers, they can do it a lot cheaper. This stuff is so reasonable. And that's why I'm here today recommending to you my friends at the American Biodental Clinic in Tijuana, Mexico. Five minutes over the border from southern San Diego, California. They even pick you up over the border as far as the San Diego airport and drop you off. This is complimentary. If you're going down there to get work done, they pick you up, drop you off, so you don't have to get insurance on your car or rental or deal with the crazy driving situation in Tijuana if you've never done it before. It can freak you out. You're escorted. It's 100% safe. Their facility is in a nice hotel if the work is going to take more than one day. They've got the state-of-the-art equipment, materials, top quality doctors and dentists there to do both dental work and alternative treatments. Things like stem cells, they've got a whole bunch of IVs, ozone, all this stuff. And they don't just pull your teeth out for the root canal, they go and they clean it properly. This is a big part of the problem with so-called alternative dentists just pulling teeth out for root canal reversal and it's not really fixing the problem because they're not going and cleaning it properly. Anyways, not going to give you all the details here. Just telling you, I trust these people to do it properly. I've had a relationship with them for a long time, and I've finally agreed to a partnership here. The deal for you is that you already get a great deal. They already have great prices, and again, I trust them to do a good job. So you're not going to some back alley dentist here. And if you mentioned that you were referred by not us, that's the code, not us referred you. You get $50 off if you spend $400 or more, which, by the way, is about the cost of a filling removal. Compare that to anything in America, you know that is a fantastic deal. And of course, I'll get a credit for that as well, and I'm not going to take cash for my first payments here. I'm actually going to help my people, my friends and families, get their fillings removed and root canals reversed. I don't have any dental work myself, thank goodness. But I know that this is a huge step for my own people to get as healthy as they possibly can be. And I know some cases who nutrition hasn't helped them. And I think it's because they've got a mouthful of dental work that needs to get fixed. So you can see all the dental services on AmericanBioDental.com. And that information's in the description of this podcast. And you can see their other services, like cancer treatments chiropractic, acupuncture, they do all kinds of stuff there. They've expanded big time since the last time that I was down there. They have another website for that, holisticcare.com. They plan to merge these websites, but for now, the dental stuff is on americanbiodental.com, and their other array of treatments is on holisticcare.com. And that $50 off offer applies to both websites. It's the same place. And with all that being said, let's jump into the podcast. Hey, Luke, Mr. Moody. Good to see you. It's been a minute since we've been able to sit down and do a podcast together. You too, brother. How are you? 
I'm doing good. I'm a little bit stressed about this business. We're we're in the busy season, full fledged once again right now. We have so many people coming to us, health questions and all this stuff. And I love this topic that we're going to talk about today because there's no way I can cover it in a regular day or dealing with a regular customer. I, I can't tell them about ions. It's just, it's too much. It's too, it's too deep end for them. We already bogged them down with uh, so much, so much information. We give them supplement advice. We give them food advice. We have to talk about, you know, organs if they don't have them, if they have them removed, we have to talk about their drugs potentially, even though we're not allowed to tell them what to do about it. It's just such a long list that in general, we don't get to talk about EMF frequencies and we don't get to talk about ions. And as you know, I mean, you're in you're in the trades, right? You're a plumber, but you're also around a lot of new building constructions and, and stuff like that. And uh, you know, you know your way around wiring and, and stuff. A lot of people know about frequencies, but almost nobody talks about ions at all. And it's not taken into account when building at all. And there's a lot of people who are trying to get a handle on EMF and and they need to understand that ions is another part of the problem. Yeah. So you did a bit of research here. Yeah. Have you ever heard anyone talk about this before ever? Uh, yeah, but not like, so like we talk about EMF waves, like we talk about that a lot, but we don't really talk about positive ions. I think they go together, but it depends on who you're talking to. Like tradespeople. So there's people that are right to the right, to the left. Some people agree with you. They don't. Some people, like it's, you get so many different kinds of people. And the ones that I do talk about positive ions or EMF waves too, they have a different opinion on it. Sort of similar, not really the same. I think it's based on their own research and what they've looked at. Where I get most my information from would be you and Body Etune and Mike and I believe in what I'm researching, this to be true, but I haven't really touched on positive ions much. Besides that, I know that through air conditioning, it produces a lot of positive ions and I didn't realize how bad it was for you. Now I'm reconsidering that I should even put on air conditioning anymore, but I love sleeping in the cold. I do wish I lived in Kirkland Lake with you, buddy, because like I love sleeping in the cold. I cannot sleep in a hot house. Besides that, not not very much. Just small conversations. Me and you die, have deeper dives into it, and Andrew, but and Mike a little bit, but that's about it. Yeah, you're right about the warm sleeping. By the way, it just it's, it's just nice to sleep in the cold. Kind of everyone knows that. And but like, I think it's like a health benefit too. Like you have a deeper sleep. But now, what I don't know is is that now since you're sleeping in air conditioning and now you're emitted to positive ions, are you getting a worse sleep out of that, or is it actually like? I catch 22 here because like you should be sleeping in uh, a cold room to have a deep restful sleep. Like you breathe better. It's good for your body. It's good for healing. But does the positive ions knock that out? Like, I don't really know. Well, I think we can, we can get into that a little bit. Your first question, what is a positive ion? It has, and I, I hate the way this is named. Every time this has come up, I always say, I wish they were named the opposite. I wish the negative ones were the bad ones and the positive ones were the good ones, but it's the opposite. The positive ones are bad for us and they've lost one or more electrons. So they're unstable, sort of like a free radical. You know, we talk about free radicals. That's why we need 
antioxidants to combat them. Similar concepts. It's an unstable particle, an unstable molecule that wants to bond with other things. And that's how it can cause damage. That's how free radicals cause damage in the body. This is a very simplistic way to understand it because it can be quite complicated. But when you have these unstable molecules, they want to go out there and refill their electrons so they can go and steal an electron from your blood cell or skin cell or liver cell or whatever it is they bump into. And it can be similar with these positive ions as well. They can disrupt us in a number of ways. And we're supposed to have both positive and negative ions in the atmosphere. And like at all times, you're not supposed to have a hundred percent negative and you're definitely not supposed to have an abundance of positive, at least not all the time, but we'll talk about how it goes up and down. Negative ions are abundant in nature, especially around waterfalls, the ocean surf at the beach and widespread in mountains and forests. They have an extra electron. They have an extra charge to them. So they're oxygen atoms with extra negatively charged electrons. So they got more energy. They got energy to give, whereas the positive ones are looking to take energy. They're looking to steal your electrons. And of course, we're electrical beings. So everybody seems to understand at least the basics these days that frequencies affect us. But all matter is both frequency and particle. It's both. Regular physics recognizes this, that all matter can be either a wave or a particle, depending on the circumstance. And all the good stuff and the bad stuff in this world produce both frequencies and ions, whether they're good or they're bad. So it's two sides of the same coin here. They both affect us. Basically, everything that we know of that produces harmful frequencies also produces positive ions. I thought negative ions were a huge health benefit and we and more surrounded by nature and waterfalls and stuff. Positive ions are produced mostly by humans producing free radicals and stuff and maybe us as human beings producing that yes and no yes and no so everything that's bad that we've made all the electronics motors even like a diesel motor with no electronics all that stuff pollution anything that's bad anything that's toxic especially that that we've produced you know chemicals agricultural chemicals all of that is positive ions all of it but nature also does produce positive ions too Nature is yin and yang. There's nothing in this world that's just all good, right? Nature even produces I like probably radiation. lightning bolts are positive, right? Yeah, so as a storm is approaching, there's a positive ion buildup. So before a storm and during a storm, positive ions are actually very high. So you might notice you get agitated, depressed. You might notice you're fighting with your wife, you know, as it starts to get storm cloudy outside you, you feel that a storm's coming it's very natural to feel bad during that time and you'll probably notice that it feels amazing afterwards right everybody talks about how serene everything feels after a rainstorm you go outside you're like wow it's just everything's calm and peaceful it's not just because there's water on the ground it's because all that positive energy has been released basically and converted largely into the negative ions and nature also produces positive ions by strong winds and dust and humidity oh boy that might be one reason why i'm almost constantly agitated down here in houston and in the summer up where we're from luke in, in the toronto area it's not very nice when it's hot and humid outside everybody seems to agree and yeah pollution in general but those other ones are natural strong winds dust humidity 
storms. It almost seems like friction. Anything with friction produces a positive ion. Yeah, uh, one of these one of these articles here that I have up, it was talking about how those forces basically uh, split apart ions. So yeah, they can create the positive ions with strong winds. Like the wind itself isn't bad, but it's pulling apart the particles in the atmosphere and turning them into positive ions. So in a couple of these books, by the way, this information is really hard to come across in books. There's tons of different books on frequencies. You know, I've got a whole shelf full of them. Almost none of them even mention the word ion once, other than to talk about how everyone thinks that radiation is only bad if it's ionizing, right? Which means it can actually destroy molecules and change the the source. But a lot of them don't explain it adequately, to my opinion. And it wasn't until I read this book just over a year ago, The Ion Effect by Fred Soiko, that I really had more substantial understanding of ions. Now, I tried to look up, this is from 1977. It's an old book. I do recommend it. I tried to look up a lot of the references that were talked about in here. I could find basically none of them, or the ones that I could find were not available for purchase. A lot of them are in Russian. I don't speak Russian, and I don't type Russian either. I can't find them. I put that out there for anyone who speaks and reads Russian, that there's a lot of information in the Russian language that I think is uh, still not available to us here. But yeah, I was just not able to find most of these recommended books. Couldn't find a trace of them. Some of them are old. Some of them are from the 50s. Most of them seem to be from the 60s and 70s, which was a great time in nonfiction books and health books in general. But yeah, I can't find them right now. I have another book here in my hands, The Ion Miracle, The Effects of Negative Ions on Physical and Mental Well-Being uh, by a, a French man, French-Canadian, Jean-Yves Cote. I don't know. I'm not pronouncing that correctly. But it was kind of a rehash of The Ion Effect. So they're almost the same book. Like he was saying that he couldn't get copies of the ion effect. So he just basically wrote this summary, the ion miracle. And I was only able to find one more book on the subject. It was called The Happiness Effect, The Positive Benefits of Negative Ions by Earl Mindell. And that was pretty good too. Not that comprehensive. It seems the seminal work here in English is The Ion Effect by Fred Soiko. And yeah, they go through these basics and... Fred Soiko was talking about how he first came onto this because he was feeling so bad when he was living in Switzerland. And at certain times of the year, they have these strong winds. And apparently this was a known thing already just by locals. They're called the the wicked winds. In other languages, they have different names for these. Like this can happen in the desert, in the Middle East, and it can even happen in the Rocky Mountain areas. Like it's well known that there's certain times when there's these strong winds blowing that sort of makes everyone feel bad. He's talking about how in Germany, there's times where they won't even book surgeries and stuff while these winds are, are blowing. I don't know if that's changed nowadays, if uh, doctors are still operating on some of these folklore concepts. But uh, yeah, apparently this wicked wind concept has been generally accepted for a long time uh, by many, many people. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's not just, you had a simple question there. It's not just man-made stuff. This can happen in nature as well. Yeah, I feel like there's not enough information on uh, positive ions. Like even when I was searching through YouTube, like it was more like what is a positive ion? What is a negative ion? Nothing to do with health benefits or not health benefits from it. Like you really have to do a deep search, go down a rabbit hole and see what you can find. But I'm telling you out of everything that I've researched, like there's nothing. Like there's a few books, but that's about it. Yeah, it's a um, small pile. These aren't even big books that I'm holding. These are not huge, substantial books at all. 
I don't know if it, I don't know if that's deleted or not given out, or I don't know. I don't want to get into another like conspiracy theory, but how I think of it is just like how we talk about nutrition, uh, what you eat, what you take can benefit you huge or not. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, we'll talk about it and uh, we'll discuss. So the first one is, can we produce positive ions through stress in our bodies? <laughs> that's a good question. Well, we produce free radicals in our body all the time. Our cells eat sugar, right? We take, we eat food, whether it's carb, protein, fat, unless you're in ketosis, your body will take all food and turn it into glucose, turn some of it into glucose to feed the cells. The cells eat glucose and sugar burns very hot. You ever seen a sugar factory on fire? These things, they, they take them days and weeks to, to put them out. Sugar burns hot. Our cells eat sugar. When we burn, so to speak, the sugar in the cells for energy, free radicals are produced. And positive ions are produced by smoke too, so you know, cigarette smoke and stuff. And as I was looking at ion generators, there's some products that are being marketed to take down smoke in the house. So they'll put a cigarette in a fume little chamber, a little glass chamber or plexiglass chamber, and one with an ion generator in it and the other one without. And you can see that the one with the generator, it's hardly giving off any smoke. Like you can, you can tell that it is being combusted, but the other one is just full of smoke. It looks like a hot box, you know, so it can actually neutralize those positive ions in the air. Like smoke is made of particles. It's not a gas. It's made of particles. That's why it gets cloudy, but it's largely positively charged particles. So do we produce ions in our body? It's a good question. I don't know, but I do know we produce free radicals, not just when our cells eat, but anytime we expend energy, anytime we breathe, anytime we eat anything, right? There's a natural process where we're producing free radicals. Some enzymes, enzymes are proteins that do work in our body. Sometimes when they're doing their work, they're producing free radicals. This is also why our body produces antioxidants, right? We produce glutathione in our body. We need selenium and vitamin E and all the other nutrients, but mainly selenium and its partner, vitamin E. We need those to utilize our antioxidants in our body, glutathione. It's part of the glutathione molecule. And this is to mop up the constant exposure that we're supposed to have to low levels of free radicals that are produced just by being alive. We can't avoid this. But we expose ourselves to many more free radicals, of course, when we eat processed food, food that's been burned or cooked too much, all this chemicalized stuff like the nitrates in processed meats and too much sugar, processed sugar. This all produces way too much free radicals. Oils, oxidized oils, too much free radicals, deep fried food. This is why all this stuff is on our bad list because we can't produce enough. We can't consume enough either antioxidants to mop all that stuff up. So I don't know, Luke. I don't know if that means like, that I was going to say positive like, ions too, but I would assume so. It's the same sort of thing. Like I was going to say, like you're talking eating solids to create a, a health effect, a benefit or not a benefit from it. But I think we're more looking towards air quality, right? Do you think that if I'm stressed out and now my breathing is not like I'm not breathing the way I should, do you think that could produce positive ions? Because I'm elevated now and now I have shorter breaths and now I'm creating more friction or I don't know. I'm just sort of going out there like. Well, stress in like, general, you don't utilize vitamins and minerals as efficiently. Some of them uh, like B1 thiamine, for example, and I'm sure there's many others. When we're stressed, we need more of it, for sure. When we're stressed, our body will shut down. This is fight or flight, right? Your body will shut down the digestion process and it, it'll kick attention towards your, your muscles and your extremities and stuff like that rather than your organs. Stress just 
messes up our nutrition in general. We're we're hyper stressed. And so we're not processing nutrients effectively. We're not processing food as effectively. It can screw up our digestion. But what you're talking about, not full breathing. Yeah, it's interesting, right? When we don't expel the waste air, then it's trapped in the bottom there. And, and if you're only filling your lungs halfway with rapid breathing, then, well, we know this reduces the oxygen availability to us. So yeah, without knowing the biochemical details, I would assume that those are radical particles or yeah, positive ion particles that are left down there as the waste product because we've already taken what's useful from them. It would be nice to know the details. Maybe some of these are Russian scientists. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's not much to say. So like we can just, I'll ask the questions. Some of them are weird and strange. Some of them will give our best uh, best answer that we can. Deep breathing but, is good in general. It helps yeah, you relax, relax immediately. Like I would think... I would think hyperventilating or breathing fast or getting aggressive or any of that kind of behavior that would cause friction. I, I'm just guessing it would cause positive ions from breathing different. Your whole body acts different, right? Yeah. Next question. I'm going to say yes to this. I believe it to be true. Uh, does positive ions accelerate the aging process? Well, it's not something we could substantiate, but hey, okay, let me let me read this from the ion effect. I was just looking through this. It was a great book, but I didn't save that many points in here. Scientists at the University of California grew barley, oats, lettuce, and peas with a total of only 60 positive ions and negative ions. So there's just a lack of ions in this little chamber here, but they had equal amounts of positive and negative and found that the growth was stunted and the plants were diseased. The same experiment in air with more than double the natural number of ions produced accelerated growth. So... They looked at what was natural in the environment and they doubled it and it accelerated the growth. In Russia, scientists tried to raise small animals, mice, rats, guinea pigs, rabbits, in air with no ions in it at all. They all died within days. Remember, we're electrical beings, right? Many of our nutrients are electrical. The reason that we're so big on these plant-derived minerals is that when the plant sucks up the minerals, it splits it apart so it's no longer a rock splits apart the individual elements and it gives them an electric charge so as you're saying that that study that was done on the mice would you think that to live in a good state a healthy state you need half and half half positive half negative ions because like what i'm reading negative ions are negative ions is what we want mostly of well i think, I think we need some yeah. positive i don't know if it's a half and half well i think you need positive half negative like i do agree with that but i don't agree with maybe being around any positive, like a little bit, but just to, for the negative. I don't know if that makes okay. sense. You do need, we do need both. And yeah, apparently when we take all the positive ions out, it's not good. We do need more. I think we benefit more from more negative ions. I hope the audience forgives us for being, you know, not as well informed on this as we should. But as you've seen, Luke, it's, it's kind of difficult to parse all this apart. <laughs> so I don't know. But hey, I just read a book recently, the, earlier this summer, about earthing, rounding. I really like that book. It was called uh, Earthing by Clinton Ober. I even put it on my mandatory list. They were saying that all these free radicals are positively charged. And since the earth is negatively charged, that is the reason we get a benefit from grounding. That once we plug into that, so to speak, all the negative ions can basically flush our system of the positive ions. I don't know if that means that removes all free radicals all at once. I, I don't know, but it seems to be that it helps us drain all these positively charged 
ions or free radicals just by connecting with the earth. Editor's note here, not all free radicals are positively charged. In fact, many of them are negative or neutral. We all wear shoes. Who doesn't wear shoes? Yeah, which stops us from connecting with that negative ion generator that is the earth. And there's certain places, like you mentioned, we both mentioned the waterfalls and stuff like that. Beaches, mountains, forests, all this stuff produces massive amounts of negative ions. You know, we grew up not far from Niagara Falls, which might be one of, if not the biggest ion generator in the world, other than the oceans. You stand next, I'm sure you've been out there. We always took girls on dates out there, right? That was kind of a thing growing up where we grew up. Like if you want to do something nice for for a girlfriend or something, you take them to Niagara Falls. Everybody just feels good there. I guess that's the reason. You're just being totally Are you sure it's not the casino? You sure it's not the casino? Well, I never gambled down there. (laughs) I never gambled down there. But I know that it feels real, real, real good, even in the winter, because they don't fully freeze, right? You're just surrounded by negative ions. And even every city has these fountains, even downtown. And I feel terrible downtown usually, or in any city and suburb, because I'm pretty sensitive to EMF and stuff and hard to get good food and all, all these other reasons. But you always feel better sitting next to that fountain. It doesn't even have to be a massive fountain. But again, every city and even town squares, historically, they've all had these fountains. There's a lot of people in the conspiracy world who talk about these hidden history and mud flood and stuff. And they're saying, oh, in the past, they they understood this stuff. They they designed their buildings so that the wind would flow through it in a certain way and the light would come in in a certain way and it would produce positive vibes, basically, both frequencies and ions. I think they're correct, especially with these churches and stuff, which are almost always connected to a fountain. A lot of people say, oh, they were using this technology on the top of the roofs and it was coming down with a, a mercury wire kind of and then. Forgive me also for not being an expert on this, but it seems that they're using that energy to run water largely, especially through fountains, open air fountains that all of the public had access to. And that should just be making us feel good. It should be providing this this positive energy, even though it's called negative ions. It's providing us this energy to go a better day in, in, in a I better way and feel good. It's just clear in the air because when that water hits the rocks, that's when the negative ion is produced. What I was reading about Niagara Falls of it splashing on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's the <clears> mist. Yeah, the mist it's is clearing full. out the air. It's purifying the air. Like, yeah, like, of course, you're going to feel better around nature. Like when you're more in tune of what's going on in your life and you look more into this and you start thinking the way your body reacts to supplementing or being around a healthy environment with the air, you can tell. Go stand in Toronto for an hour. Go stand five hours north of Toronto for an hour. You're a completely different person. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I love going to the forest to decompress. Luckily, like I li- live right beside the forest. So we could just go out there and, yeah, oh, man, I get stressed out from this job and being around all this technology and all this stuff. And just five minutes in the forest, I feel better. And by the way, this should be taking particles out of the atmosphere, too. Either inert particles or positively charged particles, which means dust, pollution, allergens, all the stuff that bothers people and irritates their lungs and stuff. When you have all these negative ions and water droplets that are negatively charged from these waterfalls, it should be pulling that stuff out of the air. This is why people have long said that salt lamps help them with their asthma and stuff like that, because they're they're constantly reacting. Well, they have weak lungs in, in general. It's a nutritional problem. But now they're really sensitive, and they're constantly reacting to everything. Dust, pollen, 
you can't be allergic to dust. It doesn't actually make sense because Ryan, dust... that was going to be my, that was going to be my question actually. So you're getting into two questions that I've got to ask. So before you keep going on, so I'm going to ask this question, are airborne bacteria in the air destroyed by negative ions? And as you were saying, yes, can you go deeper into that? Bacteria is a different question. Let me look this up. And let me also say, I find it interesting that humidity itself is positively charged, but these water droplets from the fountains and from the waterfalls are negatively charged. So it's not just water. And there's something about the humidity that's causing it to be positive that I'm not sure. But even when it's raining, you know, all that positive well, energy. Yeah, but it's the air quality, right? It's humid. It's like in between a solid and air. Like it's like a smog, right? It says here at a neutral pH, the majority of bacterial cells have a net negative charge. So maybe that's for their own health because they're a living being. Maybe they, their cells have negative charge like, like ours should as well. But again, I think in complex organisms like us, some are positive and some are negative. This is definitely very, very deep end cellular biology and I'm, I'm not there. So no, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that the uh, positive ions should be attracting things like pollution and dust and pollen and all that, but not bacteria. I should even look this up because pollen is a kind of a living organism. Editor's note here. There was a lot in this uh, podcast that I did not know. So I'm looking them up as we go along here. This is from the National Institutes of Health. Negative and positive ions have indeed been shown to have bactericidal effects. So they kill bacteria. In addition, since ozone is generated along with ions, these may contribute to the bacterial killing. And of course, ozone is a very common alternative therapy for killing bacteria. And other sources here do say that the negative ions attach to the positive ions in the air, such as dust particles, airborne bacteria, and viruses. But there is a lot of mixed information out there. There are some studies showing that it doesn't have much of an effect, and there's others showing that it does. So I'm going to leave you with a, I'm not sure. Yeah, but uh, I, no, but what I was asking was, is negative, do negative ions destroy that? For bacteria, I'm going to say no. I just looked up pollen and it says they're bipolar. Some are positive, some are negative. During fair weather conditions, positively charged pollen grains would be strongly attracted to plants, while negatively charged pollen grains would be repelled. Okay, so they're they're bipolar so that in different conditions they can be attractive or not. I'm sure nature has that figured out. But no, no, I'm going to say right now I don't have a link. And I didn't see anything in any of these books that are talking about bacteria. But if negative ions strengthen us and strengthen our lungs and all that, then we should be more resistant to sickness in general. So I know you just jumped into salt lamps there for a second. So I'm going to carry on with my next question about salt lamps. Um, There was a study done that I looked at. I don't know if it's BS or not. Well, we believe that salt lamps produce negative ions. And they took a salt lamp, a gigantic one. And they put it into a tester, I guess, to test if it's producing negative ions. And it came out to nothing. Really? Now, I don't know if I was watching was some, it looked pretty professional. Um, I can't really, I could probably look it up on YouTube now. But we always, especially for us, for EMF and stuff and for Wi-Fi, I have one by my by my modem. I have one in my room. Um, what do you think about that? Like, they had some pretty good reasons why it doesn't do anything. Even when the light bulb was getting hot in the salt lamp was not producing any sort of ion. Send it. Let's look at it. Okay. And I've never really like 
fully 100% stood by them, by the way. I like them. I like salt lamps. I do think that they help with the, the vibe in the room, and I hate that we have to use those terms. And my wife likes them. We've got them in every room and everything, but I don't have a lung problem to begin with. And most definitely, I'm more intrigued by full-blown negative ion generators that are going to pump out tens of thousands or millions of them every second or minute because I know that I'm sitting in a computer room here that is generating countless positive ions all at once. And so I just, uh, even if a salt lamp is doing the job, I would rather fountains, which I have more faith in, and an actual negative ion generator. There was one thing, though, that I did look up that I'll bring up there in a bit. People have discussed on this channel and said that it works, but we'll talk about it in a sec. The actual, the heading of the YouTube channel is Do Salt Lamps Work? Even WebMD here is, is saying that uh, they do supposedly produce negatively charged ions while water molecules from the air attract to and then evaporate from the warmth of its surface. What, the salt lamp? Yeah, so they're saying those who believe in the health benefits of these lamps give negative ions much of the credit. And it's true. Well, and... if it doesn't, it's a good placebo because I believe in them. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I've, I've always attributed it to the negative ions. I hope they're doing something. My goodness. Well, you can tell. Like, I don't like going to Toronto anymore. I wish, like, I'll never go there again. Any major city, I don't want to go. Hydrofield, I don't, I don't care to go. This is from uh, WebMD still. And a couple of small studies on rats and mice. Contact with a salt lamp had antidepressant and an anti-anxiety effects. Doesn't mean it would have the same effect on humans. Though a small amount of pollutants in the air might stick to salt rock, these rocks don't have anywhere near the filtering ability of, say, charcoal. A common component of air filters. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Charcoal is a decent standard filter agent. Our home water filter has two different charcoal stages in addition to the two reverse osmosis stages. Apparently, a uh, hardened volcano, volcano lava that is like flash frozen back to a solid state is a good thing to wear to produce more negative ions. But the lava has to hit the water immediately and immediately come to a solid. So I, I was looking at two videos about that. That was pretty cool. Apparently that produces more negative ions and people are wearing them in bracelets, sort of like how we wear our our body e-tune discs that are that are lava stones. Yeah. But they can not just a lava stone, it has to be from a, a liquid state to a solid state immediately. I saw I saw uh, lava pendants too in, in my town. They're not on the website or anything. And it says carbon has a negative charge as well for the charcoal. So that might be one reason why it attracts stuff to it and why it's pretty much always used in filters, higher end filters, at least not just a paper filter. Like I know for a fact, if you're around all this, all this EMF, all these waves, everything, you're going to change the cellular, cellular makeup in your body. So even through uh, supplementing, through longevity, eating all the proper foods, everything like your environment of what you breathe in every day has an effect on that as well for you to heal properly. This does go very much into what we talk about every day, being around an environment that's not polluted. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a big one for sure. I think if you took two of the same people with same of the health problems, put one into a, a very populated city, gave them their recommendations, but they didn't have good quality air to breathe. And a person out five hours from that, the person that is now living in the nature rather than being in the city will drastically change rather than the person living in a dense populated area. Like they're both going to get a benefits from taking the supplements, doing all the stuff. But if you're around electrical pollution, like I, I think it's going to take a lot longer if 
if you can't get out of that environment, you're not, you're not 1000% healing yourself. Yeah. A lot longer, maybe even impossible. You know, I've been strong on this for a long that time too. saying that uh, it's going to get harder and harder to help people heal because more and more of us are exposed to more and more and more radiation EMF. And I usually just don't mention ions in that sentence, but all the stuff that's bad for us, these cell phones the computers and fluorescent lights and all this stuff is also producing positive ions. You mentioned AC and I do want to get more into that, but I found this video, do salt lamps work? It's 15 minutes long. So forgive me, I'm not going to watch the whole thing right now, but you're saying they were using an ion meter here and just not measuring anything. Yeah, measuring nothing. They even had the light on for a while inside the salt lamp to see if it could produce more negative ions, and there was nothing. But like, who am I to know? I don't even know what this machine does. Yeah, the funny thing is, I can't find great information on an ion meter at all. The uh, one of these three books that I read, The Happiness Effect, it did actually have an ion meter recommendation. And I looked it up and it was 1500 bucks. So I just didn't buy it. So I don't know how sensitive the meter is and stuff. But I'm also just not educated on different types of meters here. I actually have a podcast scheduled with a guy in Ontario. He has a business that uh, they go into homes and they they scan for EMF. I'm sure we're going to learn more about it on that episode. They look for EMF and they help your home become less EMF. And I asked him just a little bit in our preliminary conversation, you know, do you know anything about ions? Do you test for ions? Do you know anything about ion meters? And he was honest. He said, I don't know that much about it either. So even people who specialize in EMF don't know a lot about ions and ion meters. I was just talking with a doctor this morning, actually, a naturopath. He said he used to have a business where he created, he made negative ion generators. We were talking about a cancer case there. So we had to focus on that, but I'm going to call him back soon and talk more about that because yeah i'm interested in the sensitivity of these meters and all this stuff well there is a thing that i did look at actually another youtube video where there was a fan that produced negative ions uh and he had a meter as well and he was able to bring down his positive the positive ions in that room significantly especially in a heavy populated area now what i find strange about it is i don't know if this meter works i have no idea about ion meters like you said and it's strange to me that a fan can produce negative ions or generate it. It was more like a humidifier kind of thing. Okay. Um, but even just to have that effect to make the negative ions, aren't you not producing positive ones if it's electrically charged? So like I question that a bit, but once again, not enough information. I don't know much about it, but if they do have that, that'd be pretty wicked. I've also heard of things with the air conditioning as well. When producing air conditioning to have this fan to push through into the air as well to lessen the load of the positive ion effect because you're significantly like where I live, if I'm getting 900 in my house without AC and I put on the AC and now I have a hundred, like there's a whole chart of like, of, um, I don't know if you can bring one up. Well, I'm interested. I'm, I'm actually watching this video in the background. I'm reading the subtitles here. And uh, since they said this guy who's doing this experiment here, he's been studying ions for 55 years And yeah, they got some high tech equipment here. So I'm just going to make the assumption that this guy knows what he's doing with measuring ions. And he's saying, are you looking at the salt lamp? Yeah. The do salt lamps work. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks like the the stuff they has there is worth millions of dollars. Yeah. He looks pretty equipped. This is not a little garage set up here. It's right beside the meter, like literally touching it. It sort of pissed me off, actually, because if he's right. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been duped a little bit there, but this is good that we're doing this. You know, people. But don't people you sell like those? Don't you sell those crystals that are like Argonite or something? Because apparently those do well, too. Uh, am I right to say is it Argonite? Organite. Organite. That's what it is. Sorry. 
I don't sell Organite, but a lot of people have given me Organite over the years because I have the uh, the Transcend Tower cell phone tower Instagram account. Apparently, those are like the bomb. Like those are the best to have. Like you should have your house littered in that, and it's very expensive, isn't it? Uh, well, it it's more There's expensive crystals- than regular crystals because people make them right. Organite is made with metal shavings or metal BBs plus crystals usually focus on quartz, but they could throw many different crystals in there. A lot of them are, are shaved down or crushed down into like a sand, so sandy crystals mixed with metal shavings, mixed with resin. There's a certain proportions that, you know, they say are better or worse. And some people are more dedicated to it or not. A lot of people are lazy with making their organite. Some people consider themselves experts. I don't know. Like I said, I've been given a lot of organite over the years. I, I do have my house covered in it. I've got it all over the place. I got it on my keychains. I got pyramids around my computers and all this stuff. But I, I never really, honestly, like I these, never considered that these things would be giving off negative ions until even very, very recently. Because I just stumbled upon this ion book last year. And in that other one, The Happiness Effect, it was talking about germanium ions that are charged. I pulled it up here too. Uh, they give off negative ions as well. And so if you've ever heard anyone say that germanium ions have helped them, that might be one of the reasons why, because they do emit negative ions. And that actually is measurable by many different sources. <laughs> Hopefully they don't have a debunk video like this one. But Luke, you know, the bracelets that we sell with the frequency tuning discs, yeah. they actually have, if you flip them open on the inside, they have magnets in them and they have different ions. One of them is germanium. You can see there's different colors there. The one I'm wearing right now, it's got red, white, and black little plastic balls there. And they're, they're supposedly filled with ion or germanium. They even call it, they call it germanium ions. So I always got confused here. Are these ions themselves or are they producing ions? But yeah, apparently they are actually producing ions if these are real germanium. And I, I can't confirm that at all. But I think like just in general, like we're wearing this stuff, protecting yourself from positive ions and what we're admitted to EMF waves, whatever. They get the best result is just to get away from it. Basically, we're just banding the issue, but the best result would be away from it entirely. Like our bodies are vibrating at a different state now because we're around all this pollution. You know what I mean? Around all these electronics. I supplement and I take all these, all this stuff, but I still slam McDonald's four days a week. Like that's not going to work, right? Yeah, I agree. No, you hit you hit it on the head. These are band-aid solutions. It's good that we can put these on and honestly considering like not everybody has the opportunity to be in an environment where it's truly clean and I don't think we ever will. For one, you need a sufficient amount of money or two, just completely leave population as a whole and get away from everything, which is going to be hard to do, but ev- all this man-made stuff, it's just people don't care anymore about that. And I think they're numb to the fact that this is absolutely horrible for you. They've never and experienced I, any different. A lot a lot of them have just really never, and maybe they've gone to the park, maybe they've gone camping or something, but maybe they really never connected how good they could feel by being out in nature, especially more long-term, especially without their phone on them. And most people bring their phone to the forest now just to take a picture to prove that they were in the forest so they, they can post it to Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and stuff. Hey, look at me. I'm a hippie that I love nature and all this stuff. But meanwhile, you're bringing the poison with you right a lot of these people call these ions negative ions they call them air vitamins so it's yeah it's kind of silly to go out into the air vitamins but yet also 
bring your air poison with you bring bring your bad frequency generator with you bring your your positive ion generator with you which is your cell phone or tablet or laptop or bluetooth headphones all this stuff but you can even feel too like remember remember when we first started when we met mike well yeah i know you've known mike for years but when i met him and uh we were watching i don't know if it was a video or him about the uh, heat gun with you having your cell phone on your body and how your body starts to heat up mm-hmm. in a certain way because of this device and this could just be in your pocket all day not even using it but when you do use it it actually heats up your whole your body that cannot be good for you and i can even tell if it's in my pocket or if i've been on the phone for too long now i'm not an angel by any means i have i have airpods and i do not want to wear them but my my job sort of requires that and i'm not financially able to leave my job yet not have them at all and i know that's an excuse i should look for another way to do it but they heat up your face man they're not good for you oh i know and man i'm in the same boat i don't use the headphones but i'm you can feel stuck. it in your hands absolutely i'm stuck on the phone and it does heat up i use my phone until it's dead and then i charge it and then i do the story and stuff and then it dies again and I'll, yeah i'm constantly going back and forth between charging it and and yeah it's running so hard it's running so hot and I feel worse when I hold it. I know that I'm sitting in front of a computer right now. I know it's not good for me. I'm wearing these big gamer headphones that you commented on. And yeah, they're comfortable. It's more comfortable than other ones. But I also got big magnets beside my head that have energy running through them. But I just <laughs> I can't possibly feasibly see how these would be good for me. So I'm sacrificing my own health here for the job, just like you are as well. And my plan is to get away from it. I've been talking about this. That I have an exit strategy. You know, I want to get off Instagram completely in just over five years because that's 10 years of my life given to that thing. And I, geez, I want to figure out a way to do this business with, that's not on Instagram so that I can save my mental and physical health a little bit by getting off the phone. The computer is a little bit easier to protect and you have a little bit more distance in between you and a computer rather than the phone. And you can shield the desktop itself. And I do have organized and all that stuff. I'm going to fill these rooms my two offices and the two places that I have to travel between. I'm going to fill them with negative ion generators. You know, you want to keep the window open as much as possible. But eventually, I want to get the heck away from all this stuff. All of it. You know, all these technologies. I've got a sewing machine in front of me. You know, my wife and uh, Chef Norman at home, we've all been trying to learn how to sew more and, and fix stuff and make some of our own clothing just kind of as for fun and maybe even sell some of it. But these sewing machines give out tons of EMF and ions and all this stuff. Like, it's very, very hard to get away from other than just fully, fully getting away from it. And yeah, we're making sacrifices now, but we understand at least that it's bad for us. A lot of people are planning to get more and more technology in their life. You know, they're not planning to retire away from it at all. And that's most definitely in my plan. And look, I looked up Organite here, by the way. I looked up Organite and they say it isn't clear how Organite creates negative ions. But there are a bunch of videos here showing that it does with kind of simple ion testers, which I'm not putting as much faith into as that that other guy in that other video, the do salt lamps work video. But it, it, people are at least claiming that, yes, they give off negative ions. And there are at least some naturally occurring elements like germanium that are known and proven to give off negative ions. I think grounding really goes with this too. Like, I, I believe that like, I'm just going to go out there and say like grounding. If we could do more of that, I think that would be super beneficial, especially if you just get away, you know what I mean? Take a week, be on your feet, on your bare feet. Obviously if it's snowing, no, but rid of a lot of electrical pollution, 
in your body too, right? We're just surrounded by it. Like you can't really get away from it. I know you uh, also sell the body e-tune bracelets. Those, those are great though. Like that even improves strength. Like when you're around electrical pollution, you lose like at least 30% of your strength. You put these on, you're back to 100%. Well, how we sell a lot of them. <laughs> I know they sound like hocus pocus like to we... a lot of people, but we do it on demonstration. And yeah, especially for the gym people, that's one of the biggest selling points is they, well, we show them how the cell phone makes them weaker. And then we show them how adding the disc counteracts that. It's not 100% fixed, but yeah, it is a, it's a very good band-aid, especially for only 40 bucks per disc can you um can you look up this for me while you're on there um apparently the mineral cybin has can reduce the effects of positive ions going into our bodies cybin how do you spell that i think it's c-i-b-i-n well the one i had up here was tourmaline because it's the most well-known one tourmaline t-o-u-r-m-a-l-i-n-e and i've sold this before i just actually ran out and you know we're amateurs to crystals too right me and Mike, yeah. we were selling crystals at the store there. And then I have a bunch up north and I kind of just know what people like. And I, I know the history of some of them and whatnot. Like I, I know lapis lazuli was always used to make blue pigment in paints. And I'm just very amateur when it comes to it. So I look at what people buy, right? What the crystal people come, they, oh, oh, you have this. And they tell me about it, right? So yeah, I realized that the tourmaline sells out very, very quickly and that, yeah, people want it for EMF protection, the tourmaline. So you're talking about Cybin. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. As the business starts running for itself and and uh, one day, like I'm a person that seeks the truth and I, I'd be very interested and in take a deep dive into this one day. You know what I mean? Maybe go visit some people who study this for their whole life and uh, go to different environments, go to water. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very cool. It's very cool. Like, I, I would be interested in finding out more information about this, but like what's available is absolutely nothing. But I think uh, it all goes through the same thing. Like it goes, it really goes in all into the same thing. Like we should actually, to be quite honest with you, make our own book, but do our own research before we make it. Yeah. More about these. It, there's a lot of mixed information. A lot of it just comes from the hippie world, which I'm not dismissing by using the word hippie, by the way, they're my favorite people maybe, but yeah, you got hippie concepts mixed in with science concepts and it's just a big mismatch. 
it doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of times. I can't find anything, by the way, on Cybin. C-I-B-I-N, that's how you spelled it? Maybe just another funky YouTube video I watch, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to pull information nothing. and see what you think of it. The other stuff that we study and we talk about, it's common sense, right? For me, if it's common sense, where it makes a lot of sense, there's no stretching the truth or making stuff up. I believe positive and negative ions go right in with the health benefits and what we talk about. But I'd like to know, I think we can open up that door a lot more. Yeah, here's another one. I also I sell Shungite. I've been selling Shungite for years. Both uh, rough Ooh, Is that and, another crystal? Yeah, it's the Russian secret stone. So it's not really a crystal, it's a stone. And it's always been said it has the ability of conducting electromagnetic and geothermal energy and absorbs and shields the body from electromagnetic emissions. Again, I I never knew how much of this was fully substantiated, but there are a lot of people who really believe in the power of shungite and who use shungite to purify their water or use it in conjunction with their water filter. And yeah, I sell a lot of shungite. So, you know, I don't sell it saying that this will protect you from EMF. I never say that. I don't think I'm legally allowed to say that anyways. It's definitely not a qualified health claim. But a lot of people really love this stuff. So yeah, I pick it up. I pick it up by the bundle. I've got a few hundred of those at home. I usually sell the nice polished ones on my website because they cost a little bit more and I can handle the shipping. But it's not an expensive stone. So I sell most of them in town. It costs less than shipping. But this was actually, this is on a store called the Negative Ion Store. It's a Shopify store, but hey, they got all these negative ion products. Uh, including these ion bands, which I'm not going to look at all of them. I'm sure those are just different types of elements. They are selling the salt lamps. That's actually looking to me like a red flag right now, actually. <laughs> but that but isn't uh... that everything, though, Ryan? That's everything. That's even our food industry, right? So you got to do your own research before you start buying all this shit. Yeah. Well, I like salt lamps. Like I said, even if it wasn't for the ions, which I did always believe, I'm admitting that, you know, they yeah, brought so this I. to my so attention I. today. But I like them anyways for the lights. It's much better than the... I don't like regular lamps. And all the switches on all of them are going to be given off EMF. So I always keep them away from the beds and everything like that. But it's a nice soft light, especially at night in the evening. You don't want strong blue-based lights because it kind of tricks you into thinking you're in the middle of the day. right? Blue light is supposed to wake us up. It's like morning light. And one of the big problems people have is we're exposing ourselves to so much blue light. So, yeah, I really like the soft orange light of the salt lamps, just regardless. I like them. I like the vibe. Um, but I also have them like at home. I have them next to a Schumann generator, my big one. I got a big, huge salt lamp. It's next to the Schumann generator. And yeah, if it what isn't is the Schumann generator, uh, Schumann, the Schumann frequency is the earth frequency, they say. And how that sounds crazy. Schumann generator. The reason I don't promote that is because I'm just, I'm not sure which models are better than the others. I do know one guy down in Windsor who makes these things. I just, I wish there was experts that I could trust and I could talk to about the different models and their benefits hey, and costs. And there's just so, so much like, nonsense online. There was one good thing that you said that I want, like, I, I think you got to do a deeper dive on. So that experiment out of that Russian book with the, uh, the mice, that were in the uh, non-ionized uh, environment that died within days. Mm -hmm. Was there anything more to that? Like double the exposure, how much exposure are we talking about for, for to sustain life? And for like, was there anything on that, like more negative than positive? Or was it just giving you that? 
the research based off with no ions in that environment. Well, it, this is giving me the lay explanation here. I'd have to look at this initial study and see. I, I'm assuming they went out and measured the regular air and then doubled it for the next experiment, double the natural number of ions produced accelerated growth. So yeah, I'm not sure what that level was. It would be nice to know that. But then, yeah, you've got the Russians who raise these small animals with no ions at all. I'm also not sure how they accomplished that. And that might not be relevant information, but I'm sure if you went out in the middle of Los Angeles, like they say University of California, I don't know what, what campus that is. And this is back in the 70s. But I'm sure if you did it now, you just walked outside of your university campus, whatever you, you determine is the natural amount outside is probably going to be highly imbalanced because of the way that we've designed everything and because of all the car traffic, right? Cars produce these ions. Their exhaust produce these ions. So even if you roll the window down and you're driving on the road, if it's a busy road or you're in traffic or something, you're getting more positive ions than you should. It's not what would be, the, you know, a healthy natural range. And I also assume that if you went out into the forest and whatnot, like where I live, even though we live in an industrial town, if you walked right outside of town, you should see more negative ions than positive. And this book did go through into that. I'm going to have to to dive deeper into that. They did have certain ratios and stuff. They did say that you don't want zero positive ions. There is a natural baseline there, but when we have more negative in general, that it is good for us. And you're asking about colds and flu, by the way. So I saved another point here. This is back in 1972, Dr. Kruger from Berkeley, California. He worked with bacteria of the kind that flowed in the air and spread diseases, mostly colds, influenza, and other respiratory ills. And he found that an astonishingly small quantity of negative ions could kill them. You asked this earlier. He found that negative ions could kill them. So I guess we can't just look up the charge. Could kill them and quickly take them out of the air so that they were less likely to infect people. Huh. Makes sense, though, right? If you're in a heavily populated area, more positive ions are produced, more people get sick. You know what I mean? You don't see that stuff out in the, if there's a population of 500 yeah, a lot of this stuff, too, was uh, being looked at back in the World War II years. And there's tons of interesting stuff in this. I, I loved this book because it was a great introduction, but I am dying for a more comprehensive, technical overview of this subject because, yeah, I don't know that much about it either. I so, couldn't explain why I felt so good in the forest at first. Yeah, people relate a lot to the beach as well, too, right? The waves crashing up on the shores produce negative ions. Then you're walking in bare feet in the sand, so you're grounding yourself, you know what I mean? Disposing of the positive ions makes a lot of sense. So people mostly that go to the beach, they feel great. Well, no one has put it this way. All throughout history, people have been recommended. Like I, I read a lot about like old artists and stuff, and a lot of them were very sickly people. They're not artists are not known to be healthy people, even in history. And so you get all these accounts of oh, they yeah, they had asthma or they had rheumatism or something, and what were they recommended by their doctor? Go to the country, go to the beach. So I, I was saying that no one has ever recommended, to my knowledge, oh, go downtown for health, you know, ne never. I mean, maybe there's a clinic down there they're recommending or whatever, but no one ever says, oh, you're sick, you live in the suburbs, go closer into the city, it, it'll be better for you. No one has ever said that. You know, doctors yeah. through yeah. antiquity <laughs> have said, go to the countryside, go to the forest, go to the mountains, go to the beaches. And a lot of these yeah, very that sickly was before people. medical doctors, buddy. So that was before medical doctors. So that's a lot, a bit different story there. Oh yeah. Your doctor now is not going to tell you to go to the countryside, but I will. 
In my book, Fake Diseases, in the cancer chapter, I say straight up, I would leave. I had cancer. I'm already on the nutrients. And people ask this too, Ryan, what would you do if you had cancer? I'm already on all the nutrients. I don't need to double or triple it. I'm on a good dose. I'm on a good spread. I take the extra selenium. I take the extra thyroid support, the extra blood sugar support. I double my dose of the omega-3s. I'm good on nutrients. If I'm not feeling good for any reason, I know for a fact that the main poison and pollutant that I expose myself to on a daily basis is EMF. And I would just simply leave my house and go into the forest. That's it. If I had cancer or some kind of big uh, scary diagnosis. And I've also told stories. Uh, they, they show up here and there in the literature, especially in the alternative world. And I've met several of these people too, where they were given a diagnosis. Like I can't give you an exact case history here in that book. I'm just reporting that there are many cases out there who were told they were going to die and they just went home. They went home wherever they came from. You know, maybe they're in the middle of Philadelphia and they went out to their farmhouse in North Dakota and they just never died. Right. A lot of these people, they just decided, OK, well, I'm going to enjoy my last you know, six months, two months, whatever I've got left. If I'm going to die, I'm just going to go home. I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to, you know, just be out with those people. And they just they never died. This has happened many, many times. You'll see these reports many, many times. I've met several people who are in this exact same boat that, yeah, they were given a terminal diagnosis and they just left. And I'm sure there's lots of factors here. They're not eating as much processed foods. Maybe they're not so stressed all the time, too. They're not in a hurry. We all eat. Most of us eat very terribly when we're in a hurry and all this. So they leave that lifestyle. They go, they move back in with their parents, go back to the farmhouse, move in with the, you know whoever's left at that house. So whatever they do, they go to the country and they survive way longer than expected. Most of the time, it's years upon years instead of just a couple of months or six months like they were given. So, yeah, I mean, there, I, there's going to be many factors. It's healthier in general in the country. Stress is part of that. Food is part of that. Water is part of that. And air is part of that. But I think when we talk about air quality from now on, everyone who listens to this podcast should understand that we're not just talking about the particles or chemicals in the atmosphere. We're talking about the electrical energy in the atmosphere as well. Saying that, based on what we discussed today, can you summarize simply uh, how we can reduce positive ion effects in our household? or environment without moving well let's go to uh let's let's focus first on ac so yeah, I, I was I gonna get i but yeah but i was gonna get to that last well okay fine sure we'll do that well if you're talking about how to reduce your exposure all of the normal stuff we yeah, say about you, emf yeah, no applies yeah if you live in a hot place buddy i'll tell you right now no one's gonna do that people have no one's no one's gonna do that like, you can't like unless you can that's fine but what i was discussing with before i know for a fact your negative ions in the house, if you have 900 of them, they go right to 100 when you when you produce AC in your house. Like it's like living. So I live in Bowmanville. It would be like me living into a condensed city as soon as I put on the AC in my house. The ion count for positive ions. As you're surrounded around more electrical pollution, uh, more people, there's more positive ions. Like you said, if you move away, you have more negative ions. I agree. Okay. Okay. So how to reduce ions in general, and let's leave AC for, for last. First of all, plants. Many plants are actually said to absorb radiation themselves. And that's a different conversation. Remember, radiation is the other side of the coin. One is a wave, one is a particle. Today, we're talking about the particles. So I'm assuming that the ones that, is, uh, that absorb the bad frequencies will also have an effect on the ions. But we don't have to assume because we know that plants generate negative ions. They're not going to be massive ion pumps like some of the things that have been designed by humans 
Which, like you said earlier, you said, the I don't know how the fan can help when you have to plug the fan in. Well, it's the same thing with the ion generator to me. I'm always leery of things that are plugged in. But yeah, apparently they can generate much more negative ions than they're actually generating positive ions just by being an electrical device themselves. So plants are negative ion generators. Having plants in the house is healthy anyways. It produces more oxygen. They make you feel good. Everybody should understand the benefits of taking care of other things. If you want to feel better, do something nice for someone else. Uh, there's been many studies that have shown that people make it out of hospital faster. If they have a pet at home or a loved one at home, they have someone to take care of at home. They're going to live longer. It's a little bit hard to parse apart the statistics, but it's been a well-known axiom. Even in mainstream medicine, this is mainstream stuff here. That yeah, if you have a pet at home, you're more likely to, to make it out. Anyways, when you're taking care of other creatures, even if it's a plant, there's a, a built-in satisfaction to that process. It feels good. A lot of people were, including myself, I'm not picking on people. We're living our lives on these devices, and there's no satisfaction that comes from it. Nothing. You know, the likes and the the comments and all this stuff. To me, it means absolutely nothing for my well-being. But just to take care of a plant, just to walk a dog. I don't have a dog, but now and then we have to look after someone else's dog and yeah, just walking it around and feeding it and stuff. And it makes it happy and it just makes me happier. Again, doing something nice for people. Our whole job is helping people with their health and yeah, it provides incredible feelings. And I'm saying you can get a small version of that with plants. And maybe I'm going on too long here, but you should have plants in the house. That's my point. You should grow plants. You should learn to grow more plants. We should grow more fruit trees and bury vines and stuff in our backyards and balconies so that we can take ourselves a little bit away from the food system as well or a lot away from the food system if you plant a good few trees in your backyard you can produce a heck of a lot of fruit you might never need to buy it from the grocery store again that's good moving water as we've already spoken fountains stuff like that aquariums it's also long been known we were in the pet business a lifetime ago chef norman and i and a lot of people had pet fish, not because they cared about fish. They don't care about fish at all. They just like having the water running from the filter, like the little mini waterfall. They sell these little Zen gardens too. You've seen them, the, just a little tiny pump. All it does is pump water. It creates this little fake waterfall. People like them. And so that's producing just a little bit of negative ions. Obviously, I think we're kind of programmed as well to enjoy the sound of running water. It's very peaceful and tranquil. A lot of people like white noise when they sleep, especially if they're in a busy place with cars honking and driving by and motorcycles every few minutes, right? You want to have a fan or something going. I personally like sleeping with a fan, not just to move the air around, but also for the white noise. And yeah, the, the aquarium could accomplish that as well. And you could get another fountain. For me personally, I want to put a big fountain in my backyard. Uh, not my Kirkland Lake house, but my, my dream house that I have not gotten yet with my wife. I plan to have a big, deep pond that is deep enough, big enough to support trout in it and other species. So I don't have to buy trout from the food system. The fishing industry is a horrible industry. I don't want to support it. And have a big fountain, big fountain that shoots up 20 feet in the air, big pump on it so that I can just sit around it and feel happy. These are kind of extreme steps, but hey, these are, these are goals for me. And if you're <clears> looking <throat> to reduce ions, everything else that we already normally talk about with frequencies applies to ions. So distancing yourself from devices, using less devices, right? Getting more hobbies that are not electrically based, right? How many people are 
playing the piano anymore and sewing and knitting. I know there's a lot of old people up in the country where I live that are doing these types of activities, but our generation... Go, the, go outside. Go outside. Go, go, go outside, yeah. Go for a walk. You know, whittle something outside. I love sitting around a fire. I'm sure most humans do as well. Just things that aren't electrically based is what I'm saying. There, there could be a massive list here of activities that you can do that have nothing to do with electricity. The more you distance yourself from it, the more you reduce your dependence on it, the better it is going to be for you. I don't pay a phone bill. I recommend that. I'm not going to get into that right now, but it means that when I go outside, I don't have my phone with me ever, ever. It gives me some peace, peace of mind. My business is on the phone. I don't want to think about it all the time. And I don't have this ion generator, this positive ion generator in my pocket. And I don't have this frequency generator in my pocket. Reduce your exposure, distance yourself from all electronic devices, all of them, period. The next thing is to shield them. These same things that are producing frequencies are also producing ions. Shields, at least when they're blocking things coming in from outside, it should massively reduce your ion exposure. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe that's a bit more technical because I'm just thinking about it as I'm saying it, Luke. Say I shielded my desktop computer here, which I do. But you home. do already. Though. You do already. Well, I do. I do at my house in KL. Here, I haven't shielded this one. We just set up this little office here. I'm not fully. I'm going to shield it, especially from my legs. I like to shield it from the desk itself. But, but I'm you thinking do, you have the bracelets. We have the bracelets. We do we have, have the bracelets. The... We do have the bracelets. I'm just saying, if I shield the device, I'm not confident that that's also going to completely eliminate the ions. Because they could leak out of the shield. You can't you can't fully wrap it. It'll get too hot and stuff like that. So maybe leave that aside. But yeah, we do wear these devices. I do sell these devices. Been selling them for years. We've seen amazing things with it. Like things I can't even describe here. Things I'm not allowed to claim. We're, we're very limited on what we can claim anyways in general with any health products. But I can't tell you the amazing things that I've seen with this. More amazing than nutrition because nutrition takes time. Nutrition takes time, food changes take time, it takes time for cells to regrow and all this stuff. And we've seen results in, in minutes and seconds and hours with these devices that it's said that they work by overtaking our own frequencies. They're charged with the frequencies in our bones, nervous system and muscular system. And it, it's said that that, or we believe that it overtakes our frequencies from those systems and strengthens them. Again, I can't really make claims about them. We have absolutely no science behind them. We have tons of testimonials, and we mostly sell by word of mouth and by demonstration in real life. I sell lots of them online because people trust me. They're called frequency tuning discs. They're on my website, by the way. It'll be in the description of this podcast, wallexwarriors.ca. And I genuinely don't care if people believe it or not. You know, it's not something that I go out of my way. Sometimes people say, oh man, how can I believe this without any science or anything? I say, you know what? I'm probably not going to convince you and it's it's okay. I just, I, I can't care that much. We talk about foods and supplements as our primary thing. I wish we could go more into EMF on the regular day, but we don't. These are not the only devices that we have. We have other devices. I even sell some other devices. I sell one for the phone, the EMR patch. My phone here on the back of it, it's got multiple devices on it because people also send me these to test out and, and whatnot. So I've got one, two, three, four of them on my phone right now. And I really believe that only one of them is doing the major difference, which is the uh, the EMR patch. And it is kind of pricey, that one. The EMR patch is not the cheapest thing out there. They cost more than the discs even. But hey, I like to use all these things as much as I can get. I've got another product in my pocket that I'm not going to uh, get into. I don't sell it. It is kind of expensive. I think it was 350 bucks US. 
but I think it helped me a lot because when I moved here to Texas and I spent half time here, but when I started coming here to Texas, I really couldn't sleep. I was getting sciatic pain and all this stuff. And my nutrients is basically perfect. And if anything, it's better when I'm here because I can, you know, Chef Norman and I at home, we we can go a little bit too much on the baking cookies and stuff, especially since we got our oven last year. We didn't have an oven for years and we just got one. My wife, I'm just, I'm under her watch. She's not going to let me do any of that stuff. So my, I eat better here. You know, she cooks healthier food, I would say overall, even though we do quite well in general. But yeah, I couldn't sleep properly. We also got a grounding mat for that reason. And I think that was the next most beneficial thing that we've done lately. We got a grounding mat last time I was here for the bed. And yeah, I'm having a much easier time sleeping, although I'm definitely admitting that it's not perfect. These are band-aids. The real solution is to get out of the city, get out of the suburbs. I don't want to live in the city and suburbs. I just took her out. We went to Colorado because I know that life is better there, partially because of the ions and stuff. This is in my mind. You know, we're down here in Houston. It's a massive EMF zone here. I hate being here. I feel it all around. It's also extremely humid all the time, basically. Even in the winter, when it's cold, it's just humid cold. So it's like bone chilling cold. But I think like this whole area of the South, Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Florida, other than the fact that some of those people are close to the sea, the ones who aren't are in a high humid zone. And yeah, I don't think it's good at all. So we want to go to the mountains, even though they have wicked winds at a certain time of the year. But overall, it feels way better in Colorado than it does here. And the air is nice and dry. And I know you asked a simple question, how do we protect ourselves? Well, same way that we are aiming towards reducing our EMF. Get away from it. Block it. Use it less. Use devices that are available to you, not just the ones mentioned today, but there's tons of them on the market. I I haven't kept up with the market because nowadays people are coming out with new patented products and they actually have science behind them and stuff too. They're coming out with them all the time. Sometimes people send me them to try out. I have no way of really testing which one is better. I just keep adding them to my arsenal, right? I got four different things on my phone. I'll put five, 10 different things on my phone if I need to. I don't care. Keep sending them to me. I'm going to keep using them. People keep sending me organized to the point where, yeah, I do have it all over my house. And that's good. I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep collecting crystals. Where we live up north in Canada, we live on a crystal, right? It's the Canadian shield. It's a gigantic crystal. It's, it's massive. It's bigger than most countries. And I think that's part of the reason why it feels so good up there. The second I get back on the shield, even while I'm still in my car, I feel better. Like, I'm just glad that people are realizing, like, even if it's fraudulent or not, just the uh, all the different items that have been coming out now benefit people from what's been going on. There's stuff for everything. I know a lot of it's BS, but like, at least there's other alternatives or things. Whether like, I remember when we started this like eight years ago. Is it eight or 10? I don't even know now. There's nothing. There's so much stuff on TV now about alternative health stuff. Now, whether right or wrong, at least there's some there's something where when we first started this, there was nothing. Now, I don't know if that's all just for money grabs or not, but I know I'm just going to drift off there. But I was also going to say about the frequency disc, what I noticed. The disc can also tell in your body if uh, this is sort of off topic, but I also like them as well. If you're more alkali or acidic. In your body, depending on if you've eaten too much sugar or something, you can definitely tell your body's not in a perfect pH level um, by the color of what the disc leaves on your skin. So I like that about that as well. Yeah, it's like an acid meter. 
Yeah. So like you can tell if your body's out of whack, you'll wake up and you'll see like blue rings on, on your skin, just like sort of like a print. You know that you've eaten too much garbage the night before. Um, <clears throat> you got to start lowering your sugar intake, maybe take some salt water, obviously your supplements, but you can definitely tell and you can tell the way you feel too. Like that's also why I like the disc as well. So I can tell just by looking at my arm when I wake up first thing, like, yeah, you're not going to feel that great today. You might have sluggish. You might be sore. I could just tell by the color of that. Now, I don't have it anymore, but when I first started wearing them, I could tell a huge difference. It can take a while to fully get alkaline where it doesn't happen anymore at all. I know it's taken a couple of people that I know, like two, three years to fully quit the sugar and quit the gluten and, and you know drop the weights and all that. So where they never see the color anymore. Yeah, just the excess. Like that's a, I find that not only for the EMF blocker, also the positive ions, but I also think it's a good indicator to tell how your body's reacting to what you're putting inside of it. Like I think it does three functions because you can tell. Like I, I know right away. Like I look at my wrist. I have two of them on me right here, two discs on each wrist. And I know when I wake up, if it's blue, I was eating garbage last night. I'm not, my body's not going to feel that good. I might have a tinge of a headache. I don't have this anymore because I've got rid of, I will say 95% of the, the garbage. Do I eat sugar? Yes, I do. Not as much as I used to because all the other bad foods that I ate have a ton of it in it. The The frequency deaths are a game changer, even for animals too. I don't know if you really want to get into that as well, Ryan, but. Well, we've seen results with animals, pretty incredible yeah. stuff. You know, dogs that couldn't make it up the stairs put it on old dogs here, put it on. They can suddenly make it up the stairs. They haven't gone up the stairs in three years. Uh, we've had a couple of horses. I believe one was injured. It had a foot injury or something like that. And the other one was just an old horse. And yeah, they noticed the performance go up big time. I don't think I have much to report on cats, but we do have quite a bit of dogs who are wearing those discs and yeah, their owners, their owners say it's all good. Uh, it helped them. Uh, so there's no placebo. with My dogs. dog has one on him good yeah I, I, I was let me stop myself actually i said there's no placebo with dogs but there very well might be because of the owner's expectations and they might be projecting that on but you know you said kind of something earlier like if this is placebo it's a pretty good deal still <laughs> you know if a salt lamp if it helps you even if it doesn't produce negative ions for uh 20 bucks like we bought a bunch of them at walmart it was 20 bucks they can cost more than that but for 20 bucks, it's a pretty good deal. For the frequency tuning discs, some people ask, well, how do you know it's not placebo? Well, we've tried to fool it a bunch of times. You know, We've given them to people and didn't tell them and stuff like that or just tape it to them. We don't explain what's going on and their pain goes away or something like that. I'm not going to get into all the different stories, but we've tried to fool it and I'm pretty sure it's not placebo. But even if it was, for 40 bucks for a placebo that uh, can help somebody walk without crutches or stand out of a wheelchair they haven't been able to walk on their own in a year or more, and it helps them, that's a great deal to me. If it was placebo, well, same with well, nutrients. Yeah. If the nutrients were placebo, which they're not, but if they were, still a pretty good deal. Less than the cost of a meal, you can get all 90 essential nutrients every day. Pretty good if it makes you feel better. Well, we remember that guy you were talking to, I don't know if the CEO of Young Jevy or somebody, but he said something like, like, you know, the products are working, but they work even better when you believe in them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And the mind is a powerful thing. So if you believe it to be good, it will be good. Well, you yeah. know that story from the war too, right? They're feeding people sugar pills 
Yeah, we we want to encourage the placebo response. Not like we don't effect. like obviously there's probably a lot of placebo in the health industry. I'm not going to lie, just like everything in the world, like not everything is going to be absolutely correct. There's a lot of shammers out there. Everything's about making money nowadays. Uh obviously do your own research. I think placebo is a good thing. It's a you know great I mean? thing. It's a great thing. Hey, when you start looking at faith healing and uh prayer and stuff like that it's amazing stuff is available through prayer excellent book on the subject i'm just going to throw it out there and we can move past it because this would be a whole nother podcast the the biology of belief by bruce lipton the biology of belief there's other great books about it what about bob proctor bob proctor manifestation right that's sort of the similar stuff uh sort of similar yeah i mean now you're talking about like the same thing you say what you what you say uh you believe right if you talk negative it will be negative positive it will be true true Uh, well i would go into the dr emoto thing i I didn't really want to crack open this whole can of worms no we're saving it for another one but we're just sort of like dr emoto the emotions of water hidden messages in water where he showed that water crystals respond to negative and positive emotions differently the ones that were exposed to positive emotions and speech this is he's saying i love you and stuff or i hate you and stuff like that the ones that were given the positive words crystallize into a beautiful snowflake and the ones that are given the negative words crystallize into a blob that is not symmetrical it just it just looks ugly same thing with rice him and many other people have replicated this where they you know say i love you to a cup of rice and it just takes forever to rot they say, I hate you to a cup of rice, and it just starts rotting quickly. And then they completely ignore another one, and it also doesn't do very well. It doesn't do as bad as the one that you put hate into, but it doesn't do very well in general. So I believe that this actually matters to our body because we're made of water. We're, you know, 70-something percent water. So if our emotions can affect water, then you can extrapolate that into it affecting us as well. So when we say negative things about ourselves or about other people, we're projecting these negative vibes into the air and that is affecting the matter around it it affects plants it affects us it affects rice it affects right water we're water everything is based in water here all all living matter yeah is based in water so if emotions can change water then emotions can change us physically most definitely this all goes hand in hand prayer is one of the most effective if not the most powerful things in the health world and if it doesn't matter that we sell vitamins and minerals we encounter all kinds of different stories and all kinds of different case studies and all this stuff. And I absolutely do promise that those with the best attitude do the best. Those with the negative attitude are very, very hard to help. We throw all the products in the world at them. They're not going to thrive in the same way that a positive person is, especially those who have faith. I don't care what religion it is. Those who have faith and those who utilize prayer, they do the best by far. And there's been some amazing, amazing stories that I've seen and known personally but also yeah as recorded in books like the biology of belief i believe with it honestly this all has to go with the same stuff like all this positive vibration versus negative you know what i mean it all goes with everything that we're doing i think we're not going over the top here we're being bombarded with negative energy and stuff so our positive emotions and our positive speech is even more important in this electronic technological world to combat that for sure i believe that like the positive ions would be the negative, right? So negative vib- uh, negative vibration mm-hmm. with those negative ions, which is positive for us instead. Um, I think it all goes to the same stuff, man. Um, I'd like to dive deeper into it. And 
honestly, we were just discussing last era on our two books with um, positive affirmation, manifestation and stuff like that. I'd like to do a podcast about that if you're interested in the future. I am interested in the future. I'm hoping the next episode that you and I do, we're going to be diving into how we might actually construct a healthier world. Things like uh, vertical farming and you know advanced hydroponics and all this stuff, because I want your input in how to build stuff. You're a builder much more than I am. I want to talk about a lot of that stuff. I don't want to spoil it right here for anyone. But I, let, let's finish up this, this ION talk with a couple of things. First of all, you kind of mentioned the uh, conspiracies you know, is this a conspiracy sort of that uh, we can't get this information? Well, all the big tech companies have been very clear that they're suppressing alternative health information. And that's not a new thing. The powers that be have never been interested in promoting natural health ever. The same cabal of people that owns the media historically and currently also own the pharmaceutical industries and the medical schools and all this stuff. They're all together with the same crowd and same ideology, and none of them want us healthy. That's a conspiracy, sure. But even without that sinister edge to it, no technology company benefits from this information. Why would any technology company, which is some of the biggest companies in the world, not just social media, but also car companies and all this stuff, why would any of them want you thinking about ions? You're going to start thinking about why their products are bad for you in a whole new way. They don't want the information out there about frequencies either, but that floodgate has been long opened and it's still, you won't hear much about it on the news or movies or anything like that. Everybody in the movies is holding the phone to their head and stuff. Nobody pays attention to it. Just like they, they all, both the bad guys and the good guys, they all go to the bar to drink. All of them drink alcohol, right? You hardly see smoking in, in movies and stuff nowadays, but the liquor industry is still alive and well, especially as it's has its uh, place as a sponsor in, in movies and TV shows. The nerds drink alcohol. The cool people drink alcohol. As I said, the bad guys, the good guys, everyone drinks alcohol. Everyone puts their phones to their head. This stuff is just not in the mainstream consciousness at all. And most definitely not shown to us in the media. So even without a conspiracy, the tech companies out there have absolutely no reason to tell you that ions are bad for you. Why would they want that? It has to be bad for business. And it would cost them more money if they wanted to do something about this problem. Because if we started demanding it, cars and computers and phones, they would all have to start providing negative ion generators as part of their product. They would have to take account for this, just like they would have to shield the EMF. As they do in some countries with certain phone companies and stuff, they do shield a lot of this stuff because the industry has demanded it. So a little bit of a conspiracy there. I do want yeah, to talk but... about AC, but yo, I wanted to mention uh, saunas, saunas, real saunas that use hot rocks and not an electric sauna. Electric saunas are bad for you. They produce EMF, but the real hot rock sauna, when you pour the water on it and it produces steam, that's generating negative ions. And they're saying that this is, this is actually a sauna website here. So I don't know how biased they are. <laughs> they're probably really biased here. But wood is considered an insulator and by proxy carries a neutral electric charge. So sauna interiors are mostly constructed of wood. And this could further promote the life of negative ions generated in the sauna. They're saying because it's a neutral thing, just dead wood, doesn't have a positive or, elect or negative electric charge, that uh, it should actually help the negative ions stay around longer. And there's lots of real good studies talking about the benefits of saunas, not going to get into it, but that's just another possible thing that you could do 
to expose yourself to more. Uh, flames and fire produce both positive and negative ions. So I was thinking, you know, I want to move more towards a wood stove in our house, in our in our regular home. I want to get off natural gas, mostly because the price has gone so far up and uh, also because I don't want to be dependent on the system. Natural gas, it's not worth the price to me at this point. But you saw think- a solar generator the other day and I thought that was pretty cool. They do exist. We we use them in the bush sometimes. Well, we use the solar panel to charge battery pack and but like a generator, like it had multiple plugs on it, man. Like I thought that was awesome. Like You're probably thinking the same sort of thing. Battery pack. Yeah, well, it's got a what do you call that? Not a resistor, a slow charging battery, right? From the solar panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a battery pack. Yeah, we have we have that. So I had some um other stuff stuff here okay salt lamps we don't know even webmd is saying that it could help with depression and stuff maybe you know, i also wanted more. to say something too what you're discussing that last word uh, that last little rant you had there this is not publicized and put into the news because it doesn't make money we're not the no one's in the business of people staying alive it's getting a little they'll put a little bit here and a little bit there because if there's a lot of push from society there will be snippets about stuff like that but there's nothing really yet where they're going to start saying, oh, well, this is bad for you. We want to keep you guys living longer. Like that's, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, there's, the house plant that, industry the isn't strong enough. The house plant lobby. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Well, I'm saying like, there's only a few kind of businesses that could benefit from this. Like I just mentioned, you should buy house plants and you know, I guess a water pump or, you know, get yourself a, a fountain that just, this is not big business here. There's no massive corporation that have interest in selling these types of products. I don't know, maybe Walmart and Lowe's and Home Depot and stuff, they they would like that. So you buy more house plants, but it just has to be a negligible part of their business. Yeah, but I don't even think I don't even think it's a thing. Like you don't even see any of these bracelets or nothing put on the television. Like it's never gonna happen. Maybe one day, but like it's everything's about money. That doesn't generate money. It does a little bit, but nothing like uh the cigarette industry, the alcohol industry, you know what I mean? You got electronics, you want to talk about EMF waves and positive ions. That's a massive industry, man. You know what I mean? Maybe we're, I'm thinking maybe so many years from now. Industries. What's that? We're going against so many different industries when you start bringing this stuff up. Yeah, they would nobody wants you to know this. These big businesses, they they would have no interest in you knowing this. Yeah, like right, like even cell phones, right? But like, even just like people know the the effects of alcohol, but they still promote it in everything that we watch. Like everyone sort of knows it, but everyone still does it. You know what I mean? I think people sort of know, but don't really care because they need it to, to have their quality of life that they have. Yeah. So I think you're going to end me with one more rant and then I'm no more taking three weeks off. We got to keep doing this. Yeah. It was both of our faults there. We both kind of got busy. So yeah, we've talked about a lot of this stuff. I've been looking at many, many different websites even before we got on here. I had a bunch of them pulled up. And so yeah, forests, mountains, parks, waterfalls, springs, moving water in general, going outside after heavy rains and storms, beaches, all the stuff is good. If you want to be healthier, move closer to the mountains or the forests or the beach, period. Look into... Uh, negative ion generators get more plants around you some people say that beeswax candles also clean the air and produce negative ions uh, beeswax candles are the only types of candles that we consider uh, good or appropriate every other type of candle is poison to us uh, and that, lots of other people are saying that as well 
Oh, they also said here an indoor fountain. Good. I said that as well. Tourmaline crystals worth looking into as well. Walk barefoot outdoors. That's another one here. And I think that's good enough. And the bracelets. And yeah, the bracelets and other other types of devices like that as well. What 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 we promote the frequency uh the frequency disc, I think that's huge. I think that's the best one so far. Just like not changing your whole entire environment. If you have this, it definitely helps. Well, since I can't compare all the different products directly, especially not right now, I would say that they're the best value that I know of. Because I know there are a bunch of different devices out there. Most of them cost a lot more than the frequency disc. So I know they have a massive effect. I just can't compare them to others on the market. And it, I don't see anything else that compares in, in price that actually works for 40 bucks. You know, nothing comes close to that. As far as I know, there's some cheaper stuff that just, I have no faith that it works and I've tried them and done muscle testing with other people and all this stuff. I just, I see not the value there. I don't see the value there. They're stylish too, man. I like them. I, they're, they're nice looking bracelets. You know what I mean? I think they're really stylish and that, you can wear it on your neck. I've been wearing them for like four years. I love them. And, uh, I, I, you know what I mean? Ryan, you also put them on gold and silver bracelets now, don't you? Rather than just the, um, the stainless. Yeah. I've been playing around with silver because I sell silver jewelry in town now. And I, ha I haven't made those fully available online yet. I've just been practicing with them and, and getting better at wrapping them and yeah, seeing how they hold up over time. And, and it's just a little bit different style. It's been more than four years for you, Luke. I moved out of Windsor like seven years ago or six years ago or something so where's time gone buddy right I know the time's flying so let's just let's jump into ac before we go okay okay i never realized how much i hated the air conditioning because i never had air conditioning down in toronto it does get uh crazy hot for a few weeks maybe a couple of months it does get very humid but i grew up down in bay ridges right where we're next to the bay it wasn't that bad basically it doesn't get that crazy humid and both my parents are both cheap I don't think our first house or first two houses, they didn't have AC. We started moving around a lot. I think one of our places had AC, but again, my mom, she was single at that time. And just, we, we've all always been cheap. <laughs> my whole family's always been cheap. I'm sure many families out there, many people remember their families saying, don't turn on the AC because it's expensive. So I think the one house that we had it in, it was either never on, or I just, I don't remember it. I've been on my own for many years. I never had AC. Even when I lived in Australia, never had AC, except for one place I lived for six months. It was a student house, and I was not happy or healthy there, and maybe the AC had something to do with that, because I couldn't control it. The windows didn't open. It's also one reason I don't like staying in hotels, because you can't open the window on most of them these days. You're completely dependent on their um, climate control that they have built in. Now, I don't have AC up north. It gets super hot for a couple of weeks, and it can get unbearable upstairs, especially for a couple of weeks. But other than that, it's cold most of the year. We even had a cold August and stuff. We just we don't need AC. Here in Houston, I absolutely hate it for many reasons. It can be just scorching, terrible hot outside, 100 degrees plus. Or it's super humid, and it's hot and humid. Or it's cold, and it's humid, and it's just... I didn't understand why all this was making me miserable, but also everyone here is dependent on AC just completely. And it sucks. And you said, oh, there's no way people are going to live without it. Well, I've lived in Costa Rica without AC. No one there had AC. 
the whole village has one AC unit. It's a small one, and it's in a little office in the in the community building. Everyone else lives by a fan, period. And it keeps the bugs off of you, the fan. So, yeah, it's miserably hot there a lot of the time. You do get the breeze from the ocean and stuff, but it's still it's very hot, very humid. You know, shirts are optional kind of thing. Your hair is going to be frizzy no matter what, no matter who you are. It, you have to get used to it. And, yeah, we use fans so that's the main way that yeah we that's stay fine cool. but like, yeah but when you're in when you're in a block wall you have airflow going through like some houses condos whatever you live in have there's no healthy airflow going through one window and like you need everything open you need that like when you're in a stagnant room it's nasty man it's it's like you're sleeping in a soggy box yeah i know it's it's gross and yeah, you're right. Like I'd, rather, in Costa Rica. At that point, I'd rather just sleep outside, like pitch a tent in my front yard and sleep in there. Like, you know what I mean? True. In Costa Rica, most of the houses don't even have windows, no glass windows. They don't no, have so you just got money. You up. probably have healthy airflow just coming through, right? Yeah. So that's key. So yeah. Okay. Ventilation is another way that we can protect ourselves from ions, unless you live right beside a roadway or something where you got them flooding in. But yeah, in general, opening the window is a really good idea. And I like fans also to produce airflow and to cool you down rather than ac i'm hoping to never be dependent on ac like we are out here it's crazy here in houston well the ac also too like they're just saying right here that i'm looking up the negative ions uh boost your immune system if you're just stuck in ac all the time like i'm pretty sure you're probably going to get more sick than someone who's a, a negative ion environment i do agree with you like i would love to have it one day that i don't need it at all <clears throat> but the humidity is nasty, man. Yeah, come up north, man. Jeez, we don't need uh, we don't need any of that. Most of the time, sleep with the window open. Even in the winter, it feels great. I get super cold here too. Hey, like even though I'm used to living up north, and I actually like winter more and more. I, I never thought I would say that. I never thought I would miss Canadian winter, especially not where I live, where it's just crazy cold. But yeah, I can sleep in the middle of winter with the window open. And I run cold, man. I'm not a hot guy. Some people run hot and they're, they're always complaining when it gets too hot. Not me. I like the heat, but I can sleep with the window open just fine. And I don't wake up freezing cold here in Houston with the AC going. I wake up freezing cold and there's way more EMF around here and stuff. And I wake up sweating cold. Like, what the heck? Again, this, this is not a nutritional thing in every single case. Not in my case, not here, because I know I go half time in the other place doesn't matter if it's cold outside. I don't wake up sweating. I'm sweating cold. I haven't done enough research into it, but I believe that there is something that you can also add to your ductwork system that does produce negative ions. So you're not getting fully exposed to more positive ions. I don't know how much this stuff works. I looked further into it. It's almost like, uh, um, like that fan I was telling you about. That also adds negative ions to the positive ions, so they're getting blown through your house, so you you get less effects of the positive ions. Yeah, worth looking into. I'm sure you ran into, because these books said it too, that the more the ductwork turns and the further away from the AC source you get, the more positive ions are produced. The more, like if you're on the 30th floor or something, the ducts have turned and, and twisted and done all this stuff. There's more positive ions the further away you are from. For sure. But that's friction, right? Like we just talked about before. Like I think positive ions are produced more through friction, right? Anything Mm -hmm. combustible, moving winds, you know what I mean? All friction, right? More positive ions. We've got to design houses smarter, man. I mean, there's some 
simple things like in California, even here in Texas, you know, the roofs of the school buses are painted white. And in California, a lot of the roofs themselves are white, just they absorb less heat. And I think uh, we could design things more like rabbit's ears, right? You know, if you're in a hot place. Yeah, we have, we have one cool thing. It's called an ERV, which has been around for quite a while. And it, uh, it, it puts in uh, fresh air into the system. So instead of just having the same air loop through the house, that's allowing fresh air to come into the ductwork system rather than just the stagnant air. Now, if we could have a couple of those in a house and just push outside air into the end just with fans, I think that would have a positive effect too. Obviously, depending on where you live, if you live in a high density area with lots of population, doesn't matter what you do, you're still going to have lots of positive ions. But if you live somewhere like me or you do, Ryan, where we're away from the public, like I'm not truly away, but I'm far enough away to get the benefits that these ERVs that produce fresh air into your into your ductwork system. Um, if you had a few of those with fans, that would be better too. I'm I would have to look like this is something I need a lot more time to look into. It's very interesting. It, huge benefits too from like bringing fresh air from outside, right? Like then people are not getting sick as much or circulating clean air in the buildings. You know what I mean? It's been around for quite a long time, but. What does ERV um, stand for? One sec. Call me out on my stuff. <laughs> Energy recover ventilator. Okay. It's like an air exchanger for ventilation system. So you can't truly have a building with no uh, air going through it. That also helps people. You cannot have an airtight building. No, of course. There were some reports in, in one of these books, or maybe a few of them, they mentioned the same thing. These books are kind of repetitive. Like I said, I don't have the third book on me, but they were talking about one uh, building, one company, they built this brand new building for their offices. And basically, they moved back into the old building, the old drafty building, because people just felt better in it than the, the brand new office building that they built. And that makes sense. Yeah, it's stagnant air. You can't even open the window. If you didn't know anything about this AC thing, I think most people would just think about that. The air, there's something with the air. Like there's... There's lots of things to look into here, like with the ERVs and the HRVs, which are humidity too, right? Like people have have systems in the wintertime where you don't have any humidity. We put water into the air to create humidity in the house. Also, it doesn't make your houses dry because people get nosebleeds and stuff and also keeps the wood intact in your house from, from expanding and contracting too much, like your hardwood floors and stuff. Like, I don't know how much of a benefit, like as we said, okay, so now... I'm sure heat probably gives off a bit of positive as well, but we need the heat as well. But also usually people that are in homes put water into the air to create humidity in the wintertime because we don't have any. Okay. So it's more moist the air rather than dry because you don't want to dry and crack skin and all it, this stuff. It can't stuff. be too dry. Even I got lots of books. It'll, it'll kill my books if it's too dry. Need a little well, bit just kill the bucks, it kills you too, right? It's just like, it's man-made dry air. Like it's just gross. Like you need to open a window every once in a while, or you know what I mean? And um, I don't know if that produces more positive ions as well, but I would think that it would. You know what I mean? That ERV definitely helps for the in the wintertime as well to bring the fresh air in. You know what I mean? Canada, we always it, there's always humidity. I honestly, this is something that I have to look further into. Like any, I, I'm just under the assumption that anything that's man-made produces more mu positive ions. It is probably horrible for you. Um, unless they've that's... taken steps not to unless they've designed it in where they're producing negatives as well the only thing we like even even a fan even putting a fan in your house that produces positive ions it's moving you know what yep. i mean electrically charged like you can't really get away from it 
you got to live like a Sasquatch, buddy. You got to be outside and live in a log home with nothing. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, that's the thing. Like, we're all we're all fed with a silver spoon in this lifestyle, man. We're like, <laughs> no one's going to do that. Some of the longest lived people live like that, and that's why they live longer. Yeah, and, and no matter what, all of them, even if they have a fire pit, open fire pit in their house, they still have ventilation. I guess that's one of the keys here is good ventilation. Good so ventilation we, is 100%. They we, get rid of all, yeah, I would agree. We can dive more into this on our next episode when we go into stuff that we could actually build and design to make a healthier world, get rid of some of the problems with our food system, our our electricity exposure yeah infrastructure infrastructure, that's the word yeah because there's lots of solutions here like i'm going to talk to this emf guy who goes into houses and reduces the emf we could do this we build houses without this in mind at all they don't care they just wire the houses they just put wires through the walls they don't put any kind of shielding or anything like that you would know there's outlets that can not radiate out they cannot leak radiation we could totally just use these technologies but regular house developers don't do it Regular people don't know anything about this. So there's just a long list of things that we can implement in our infrastructure, both in our home and our societal infrastructure that could reduce a lot of these problems. And yeah, we could both do some more homework on this AC concept and, and ventilation and stuff and maybe some ideas on uh, different types of building and house designs that could minimize the problems that we have with heating and cooling. The last thing I could say is, is that probably... Uh, like a wood stove would probably be pretty good. We're going to have to look into it. I did a little bit of uh, research here before we got on and, and during, and I'm not sure what to think about the wood stoves. I know I would rather a wood stove than natural gas for sure. But there's other options as well for heating. There there are quite a few options out in the country. Some people use a, f- a fair few different devices to heat their houses. One of them, we should just throw this on the table. They use it in Toronto too. I didn't uh, know I was looking into this whole mud flood stuff, all this ancient technology. And I was going into these big, big buildings in Toronto. And and I found out that a lot of them are heated from steam. There's steam factories in the city. And there's probably many other cities as well. I know there's many cities. There still is, but they're getting away from that. Well, a lot of people use that up north as well. They heat water and they pipe the water under the floor. So you got floor heating instead of an electric radiator or... Yeah, they're not as dependent on wood stoves, even though a lot of them will have wood stoves too. A lot of them will have an oil burner as a backup as well. But right now I'm looking into the steam and the the water heating. There is also geothermal too, which is like the same kind of thing through a heat exchanger. And I know what you're talking about. My sister has one at her house. Uh, not geothermal, but what you're talking about, steam, mm-hmm. um, with through a radiator. They did do that kind of heating for years and they have had that in buildings for years. Now they're taking that away and using um, heat pumps, which is still hydronics stuff as well, but you're still blowing the air over over the coil. Rather than radiating the heat, we're still creating that positive uh, negative ion effect through ductwork system. Now, usually they have that on buildings with perimeter heating. They still use it, and it is a better way. It's a better source of heat. It's instant. Um, They have that for geothermal heating, which they go like, 70 feet into the ground you know what i mean the reverse effect from winter to summer so the winter time we're going to get hot water in the ground you know what i mean hot the the land is hot underneath and then it's going to reverse that effect so winter you can get heat and then summer you can get cold right Mm -hmm. that also works too yeah you're right anything that you could radiate the heat rather than pushing it through 
uh, pushing air over over top of something that's producing the cooling or the heating is probably the better option. Well, let's talk more about that next time, Luke. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm done with this episode. Do you have any more you want to say? I'll put some more into the outro. Read some testimonials or something. Oh, for this? Yeah. You have some testimonials? Oh, I've got lots of testimonials. i got to start sharing more and more of them. Well, what's your best one? Tell me. I want to hear it. Well, I don't have anything pulled up. I, th- I think it's a good time to end it. Okay. Buddy. Have a have a good day. Thank you for having me on again. Even though I think I'm just going to be part of this from now on. So I think we're doing good stuff. Changing us, changing other people. Let's have the same uh, healthy, happy environment. And you know what I mean? And let's attract a lot of people into these episodes because I feel like we have a lot to give. And um, I'm always grateful you having me on your podcast. And thank you. And I want you to have a good day. Yeah, I'm grateful for you too. Appreciate you being here. And yeah, we're going to do a lot more. I do think that next episode is going to be uh, pretty important. I think this one was pretty important. Almost nobody talks about this. And even though we're total amateurs here, at least we brought it to people's attention. You should know that negative ions are good for you. You should know that it's yet one more reason why our modern society is keeping us down. It's the abundance of positive ions. There are solutions, even if we don't know them here. We talked about a few of them that are kind of minor maybe there's some bigger ones even that we don't know about there are places that we can move that are way higher in negative ions all kinds of things we'll cover more of it on the next episode because it will come up as well now this should be part of our consciousness just like we need to eat healthy food get away from processed food just like we need more nutrients just like we know that emf frequencies are bad for us now we also know that ions are a problem too or a benefit a problem or a benefit they can support life or they can hinder life hey do we have a comment section for if you want to comment on our videos this podcast posts to all kinds of different platforms so i'm not sure there's no way i can go in and check all that on the patreon which i post all these now too as well they can comment on patreon they can reach out to us on any of the links in the description or on my website they can go and they can find us on instagram they can send me an email but No, just the way that we post them, we would have to go in and look at all the other different platforms. And some of them have comments, some of them don't. Well, if we could, I would like to hear some comments back from our listeners because that would be great. Yeah, I know there's quite a lot of tradies, people in the trades, electricians, all kinds of stuff. And there's a bunch of very, very knowledgeable people who follow us and even tell me stuff that I don't know all the time about all kinds of different subjects. So, yeah, you can tell we need more information on this. We need more recommendations. Well, we... Well, we're going to have a part two, you know what I mean? So like, we'll just keep this as an amateur positive ion. And then, you know what, we'll circle back to this. Maybe we'll have some more information and a few more books to read this up again. True. Have a good day, buddy. Thank Thank you you. again, Luke. Take it easy. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And since we talked about the frequency tuning discs, which I don't normally talk about online, I should tell you that you can purchase those on our product website, wallexwarriors.ca, and that link is in the description of this podcast. And of course, you can find that site and all of my sites, all of my links, all of my social media, all of my books, everything on my website, notusbooks.org. And the reason I don't really pitch the frequency discs online is because, honestly, there's very little overlap with the nutrition and the energy world. And I happen to have been in both businesses for several years, and yeah, both sides don't really respect each other. A lot of the nutrition people think as long as they eat good, then this energy stuff doesn't matter. You know, you see a lot of people shopping at Whole Foods, 
in farmers markets and they're wearing Bluetooth headphones and all this stuff. And then you see energy people who think that since they've got their energy balanced or whatever, that they can just eat whatever they want. Or that as long as they eat organic food or whatever, they're getting enough nutrients. They just, they don't appreciate the full nutritional message that there's not enough nutrients in our food supply. And you can see what I'm saying here. I deal mostly with nutrition. People are coming to us for nutrition advice. It's very hard to pitch them on an energy device, especially an unpatented product with absolutely no science behind it. We don't sell it based on studies. We sell it based on results. Most of our customers for those products are word of mouth. And we sell by demonstration. We show them how weak a phone makes them. Then we show them that a disc can counteract that. And I'm not giving you the full pitch. If you want to purchase one and try it out, go ahead. It's on the website, wallexwarriors.ca. And Luke mentioned that I have been uh, making them now with silver bracelets. I actually sell silver jewelry in my town. It's kind of a, just a hobby. Gets me out there into the real world, speaking to real people instead of talking to people online. And it's just nice to do a simple transaction. Hey, you like this bracelet, this necklace, this pendant, this ring? You like this crystal? Oh, that's great. This is the price. Thank you very much. Have a good day. It's a much easier business to be in, to be honest. And I'm all for helping people with their health, but having something easy and simple on the side helps to keep me sane. So I haven't put those silver bracelets on the website or anything. You can talk to me if you like. You can email me. I got great prices on silver jewelry as well. I just don't like shipping stuff, but if you're already buying a disc, I do have some already wired up to a bracelet. Probably won't get them online anytime soon. But if you want one, just hit me up. And I mentioned that I will read some testimonials here because, yeah, I do share them to Instagram. But I don't have any systematic way of sharing them. And I just think it's good to make them sort of permanent here on a podcast. So I got a bunch saved. I'm just going to read them quickly. Someone here from their aunt, they said, Tell Ryan, give him report, my voice is stronger. Okay, so that's not something we normally pitch. Hate nutrition will make your voice stronger. I don't know. Hear all kinds of things. And here's one about somebody's daughter. They're on four of our products. They're on our main multi. They're on the bone and joint support. They're on a probiotic. And they're on blood sugar support during her pregnancy. No need to sleep during the day. More energy, no more diarrhea, feels fuller throughout the day, and lost three pounds. That's great. I don't know how long they've been doing this. Oh, no more swollen feet or hands. That's good. I know these are very just snapshot testimonials. These are not full case studies here, but just giving you an idea of the broad range of benefits that you can get by getting off the bad foods, getting on the 90 essential nutrients. And these people might be doing even better if they added some frequency discs, by the way. But yeah, I don't talk about that very often. Another person here. Hey, Ryan, I know you're busy. Yeah, I am busy. I'll be brief, but first I'd like to say thank you. You and the info you've shared have helped me overcome everything from IBS, acid reflux, migraines, knee injury, and more. And those first three are definitely connected. Those are all digestion problems. Migraines usually do go away when we fix the digestion could be some other deficiencies in there, but I don't know what this person took. I'm assuming to fix a knee injury that they did take some products, but I don't know. Another person here. I have to thank you again. My right eye was heavier. Lazy eye. And I had to do a lot of exercises for it. 
So they were taking the 90 here. I'm not sure which products they were taking, but it seems to have helped the lazy eye. That's not a claim I usually make. Lazy eye, by the way, the most common cause that I see in this business is vaccines. It happens after a vaccine very commonly. Could be something else. Could be a brain injury, concussion, stroke. But that's not a typical deficiency problem. It's usually a toxicity or an injury problem. But I'm glad they were helped. Someone here is saying they uh, did the zinc flush, which I'm not going to tell you about here, but it's a big dose of zinc that I recommend temporarily. And they said no white spots. That's a very simple thing here. White spots on your nails is not a health problem itself, but it's a big sign of a zinc deficiency. And if you have a zinc deficiency, there's going to be other problems. Immune problems, lack of taste, lack of smell, other skin problems like eczema, psoriasis, Zinc is very, very important. So when you have those white spots, we want to get rid of them very quickly. And this one worked quickly. Good. Next person. Hi, my daughter's night terrors are gone. She has slept several nights now without the night terrors. So she says, I hope they're gone. Because it's only been a few nights when they gave me this report. And night terrors are a blood sugar problem, by the way. Easy to correct. Usually starts with a digestion problem. Next person, no more knee pain and cracking in joints has reduced tremendously. No more menopausal symptoms, except libido is sadly low. Okay, so they've still got a way to go, but it's good to see some results. Hot flashes have gone away and started to get my period again. Sleep and mood is great. Sounds good. Next person here, they're showing a picture that I can't show you. They just had a massive difference in their hair, being gluten-free and on the 90th century nutrients. The hair on the left looks raggedy, looks kind of like a homeless person. Hair on the right looks nice and well-kept. It's a lady there. Okay, here is someone saying, I've made so many changes in my life thanks to you. However, one thing I've struggled with is gluten. It's in everything. All the yummy comfort foods I grew up with. Anyway, finally got serious now on day 40 of absolutely no gluten. I have had a Diamond Eternity wedding band. Diamonds on all three sides all the way around. I haven't worn it in years because it doesn't fit. I do not have fat fingers. I just cannot wear it. But guess what? My ring fits now. I haven't lost any weight. I haven't made any other changes. It has to be the gluten. Yeah, by the way, body weight is not the best metric. Sometimes people can gain weight when they just start changing their diet and stuff, even if they slim down. It's best to look at inches and, of course, how you feel and other symptoms but the scale is not a great way to measure your metabolic progress. Unless, of course, you're massively overweight and you lost 50, 60 pounds. But it's very normal for people to gain a few pounds or to slim down and be heavier. So just don't trust the scale. Another person here about muscle pain. Yeah, the pain is completely gone since I started with the salt flush. Heavy dose of salt. If you reach out to me, by the way, on, again, any of the platforms or on email... All that's in the description and notusbooks.org. I'll give you a questionnaire, give you a protocol to follow. We always give everyone the salt flush. I made videos on it and talked about it elsewhere. It's a thick, salty glass of water. And this person also said, that was about two to three weeks before I even started with the digestion protocol, and I'm super happy about it. Yeah, because muscle pain is usually just an electrolyte deficiency. Could be salt, calcium, magnesium, potassium, could even be B vitamins, but 
yeah, here we go. A case where muscle pain was fixed just with salt. And by the way, my lifelong muscle pain, twitches and cramps and shin splints and all this stuff, it was gone in less than a week on the bone and joint formula that we have. And I'll read you one more. I wanted to let you know, my girlfriend mega-dosed with vitamin C, 8 grams every 2 hours. That's my sort of maximum dose there to top up with a mega-dose. Again, you could reach out and ask for the mega-dose. And we actually just put a Zoom meeting on the Patreon. We do Zoom meetings every Tuesday, mostly just for the distributors. But we go deep into some things. And yeah, you can see those Zooms. They are recorded. They're only on Patreon. And of course, you can support this podcast from Patreon as well. Really appreciate it. These episodes are also posted early to Patreon, at least one week early. And you get that bit of exclusive content too with the Zooms and more in the future. That link, of course, is in the description. Patreon.com slash TheRealNotUs. So she took 8 grams every 2 hours and she took 40 grams before she had any bowel movements. So she basically had scurvy. And I see this all the time can take a long time to top up at our regular dose of like a gram or two a day. So we crank that up for a vitamin C mega dose. And it does work wonders in many, many cases that are tough to crack on our regular program. Sometimes we need to boost some nutrients big time for a while. So after that, she took the rest of the 60 grams during a three-day period, lowering the dose every time... Every time that she got diarrhea, basically, this is you go to bowel tolerance, which is the point that you get diarrhea bowel intolerance, and then you lower the dose. So she lowered the dose every time, as you suggested. Improvements were seen instantly. She always had extreme menstrual pain, and for the first time ever, she didn't have any of it. I was surprised that vitamin C played such an important role in menstrual pain. Yeah, vitamin C plays an important role in all kinds of pain. And those are the types of everyday testimonials that I like to hear. Of course, a lot of people want to hear like, oh, cancer remission and no more Hashimoto's and all this stuff. And of course, those do happen. It usually does take a bit longer, takes some more products, you know, but these simple results are what people get just from hearing the everyday message. Getting off of processed foods, getting on just a basic dose of the 90 essential nutrients. And many of those people, they didn't even get on the program yet. They got the result just from salt or just from gluten. That is the power of the message. And of course, that's what we do full-time, mostly on Instagram, but trying to shift that more into podcast now so that we can teach this on a deeper level. And I assume most of you listening are already doing at least some of those things, and if you're not doing all of them, take it from these testimonials. Go 100% gluten-free. It'll make the difference. Make sure you're using enough salt. Get on a basic dose of the 90, reach out to us if you want to know what we recommend. And that's it for now. Those of you who are listening on the archive on notusbooks.org, stick around for the special treat. And for everyone else, I appreciate you so much. God bless. Until next time.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.